All right, guys, what's up? This is Inside the North Side coming to you from the North Side. What's up, everybody? How are y'all doing? It's Friday. I'm very excited because I'm off Monday and I'm off next Friday. So what's good with everybody? Anyways, so we have a special uh, guest. She has been on the online dating episode. So she's back with a vengeance. Uh, just, uh, but yeah, she's, she's back. Sandra is back. Thank you, Sandra, for joining the show again. Well, thank you for having me again. Woo. Well, I mean, you were, you did respond, you know, so, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I need to have her on again. So <laughs> anywho, so how have you been? I've been good. Just chilling. 2021 kind of started rough, but kind of get the wheels, you know. Yeah. yeah, you gotta get them greased and all that. So, um, anything new um, changed with you uh, ever since the online dating episode? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it did. You Ooh. know, I got married, had a couple of kids since then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> well, that's crazy. That's well. After that episode, I had was I said I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna swear off forever. And then I was bored after I came back from vacation and I ran into someone. Oh, Bobby again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, somebody. Damn. So, uh, first things first, uh, what was it? What was I going to say? Uh, so how was your trip to New York? Uh, tell your, tell the listeners about your, uh, your vacation to New York city, the big apple. That was amazing. I was there for eight days and, um, I tried to do all the sightseeing and the gate, you know, it was lots of walking. I actually left like three days before Snowmageddon over here. Everybody yeah. Was back. Everyone was like, I, I was like, damn, she just missed it. And I was like, we're out here freezing her ass and she's up there just like enjoying it. And I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> Living her best life. Yeah. We're all down here just like cold <laughs> as hell. I, I swear it felt like. Those four days felt like one big day, really. We, sure. it, it was just horrible. I mean, I, know. I landed and it was as if nothing happened. Like the electricity was running, water was working, everybody was driving in the freeway. So I was like, I mean, what can I do? But eight days <laughs> was so long, so long yeah. in uh, New York. Like I was ready to come home. I was like, all right, cool. I saw, I visited, let's go. Yeah. So, so what did you do your first day? My first day, I went to Hudson Yards. So that's where, like, they have this that awkward, like, building kind of thing that you were that you used to be able to go up there, but they recently closed it. And then we just did that. And I think, what else did I do that day? I have to like recall because we did a lot of things, but but majority of the stuff I can tell you, like, you can do in like four days. Mm-hmm. Did you have to uh, quarantine when you got there? Uh, thankfully, no, we didn't. Hmm. Okay. Um, so we took precaution of like, so if we didn't take the COVID test, um, we had to quarantine for 14 days. Okay. And if we went into the state, we, with a negative COVID test, like 72 hours prior, we only had to do three and then take on the fourth day, take the test. And if we came back negative, we could go out and they ask you for all that information. But they asked us for that our information 
like if we were gonna quarantine the last day that we were there mm-hmm. and I was like, i'm not answering <laughs> so the first day i did hudson yards and i did times square Ooh. and times square honestly if i'm gonna be honest it's super small like it's smaller than i mm-hmm. thought it was going to be yeah so i was disappointed yeah um Steph's brother had went to New York a couple of years ago and he said the same thing. He was like, I'm so disappointed in everything. And I was like, what do you mean disappointed? And he started telling us like all this stuff. And I was like, oh shit, I guess it's not like it is in the movies. It's not like, even like whenever you see it on TV, you think of like, it, like you think it's like streets, but it's mm-hmm. not, it's literally like a diamond shaped, you know, thing. And yeah. it's all it is. But Minus, I think I went at a great time because there wasn't a lot of people like surrounding the area. You were able to walk by, so I mean it was it, it was fun. I had fun. Yeah, because I know during I think, that time, sorry, um, they were dealing with their whole little COVID issues themselves. So I can assume and imagine that they didn't have that many people there. No, they had just actually opened up their restaurants twenty five percent the first day, so we got lucky. Nice, that's nice. I can tell you though, I, as soon as I saw like the meal, my one of my first meals that I paid for, I was like, "Yeah, Texas could never. I, I want to go back." <laughs> and, that's, and that's just me. I went to go eat ramen, and it, I paid forty dollars. Forty dollars. Forty dollars. Hey yo, what the fuck? <laughs> and how big was the bo- the like the the bowl? Like a regular ramen bowl. You know how like they're like this big. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it, it was good, but it wasn't forty dollars good. Did it come with you know? anything else? Did it come with like, you know, cheese sticks or something? Mm-hmm. No, forty chingo, man. I know. I'd be like, just no, I don't want it. Just give me like the cheapest thing. <laughs> give me the cheapest thing ever you got here. So, yeah. what did you do your and second day? Second day with Central Park, the Bathsheba Garden, which is like. The, the big fountain with the angel in the middle. It's kind of famous in the movies. Um, the Rockefeller Center and then St. Patrick's Cathedral. Oh, nice. So is Central Park really like super huge? It is. I think we did a little more than half of it that day. And we didn't even get around to, you know, uh, the the hotel that comes out in Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was I was like, okay, I was like, I want to see it, you know, because it comes out in the movie. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. We didn't even get around to that side. Really? But there was like people jogging, and there was still snow. There was a whole bunch of snow on the ground, and people. It was super cold, and people were running in shorts. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm over here like layered up, and they're over here like just jogging in shorts. And I was like, I want to be them. They're used to it. I mean, because it's like cold for a good chunk of the year up there. So. Yes, and I can tell you, like. The the architect like the buildings over there are so nice like they're so pretty because they're so old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was one of my things. Um, third day we did the Washington Park. Um, we did the flat building, so it looks like it's flat whenever you're you're staring at it, and then you walk to the side, and it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then we did the friends apartment. So if there's any friends fans out there, we saw the the front of the building. It's it's a new the show is based in New York. I thought it was based in Seattle. No, it's based in New York. Uh, that shows so much I, I pay attention to pop culture <laughs> shit. And then we did the Madame Tussaud Wax Museum. Ooh, um, that, that was amazing. I was like, man, for, for another forty dollars, 
I was like, look, this better be worth it. And it, it was definitely worth the 40 albums. So how, how, what are the price differences from here to New York city? And like, what's like a, like a uh, price difference? Like in food or just like in general, in general. like in general food, drink, uh, I was Whatever. paying about $20, between 20 to $25 just for myself. And oh, here we pay like about $15, $20. Depending where we go. Yeah, depending where you go. But I was like, look, this whole paying $20, $25 a day, three times, it's getting kind of old. <laughs> exactly. Because he's like, I'm running out of money. <laughs> yeah. And it's like all my money went to food. That's crazy. And I know I heard that they don't have like lot like large drinks or something like that. It's kind of just like one size or something like that. You know, I didn't see that. Just we did go to Chick-fil-A while we were over there and McDonald's. Ooh. Did I get a large drink in McDonald's? Can't remember. No, I didn't. I didn't. But I think at, at Taco Bell I did I I did, but I think they do have them. I honestly like because I heard, so much I heard from a friend of mine some time ago um, that she said that they have like it's like they have a large, but their larger is probably like this small, and it's not like how we have here where it's like a big gulp size, you know? Oh, like you mean like the jumbo size? Yeah. I get you. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a show over here. Y'all, y'all can't see it, but it's funny. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> I'm getting flashed. <laughs> oh, Be right back. But no, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Kind of like the, the sides from Bucky's, like those big old cups. Yeah. I, I, I never saw those. I was like, no, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to Texas. Honestly, like on a scale of one to 10, I think I won't ever want to live in New York unless I have to. Yeah. That's yeah, I, I, I've never been to New York, but what I've heard, it's kind of like, it's really different, and mm-hmm. like the prices are really like exaggerating crazy. And like I had a coworker, he said when he was younger, he wanted to move to New York, until he visited, and he was like, "Nah, this is crap. I'm going. I want to stay home in Texas. <laughs> it's fine over here." Uh, yeah, and like you said, it's like cold all the time. I think the warmest day that we had when I was there was 53 degrees. Damn, that's yeah. We're over here. We're just like, yeah, we're like, <laughs> no, but it was actually warm. But that that same day that I did the um, the Central Park at the entrance of Central Park, right across the street, you have the Trump top, the Trump Hotel, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, I'm gonna run in there. <laughs> hey guys, you got any? Is he here? Is he here yet? I, no. Okay. I need Trump. Can I, can I twerk? I, can you give me some more money? <laughs> that's funny. Um. So, did you guys like go and do? Like, I mean, did they have like their nightlife open? Like any like clubs or bars open? Anything like that? Um, or was it just no, restaurants? a lot of stuff was closed. Oh, majority, just like the big touristy stuff was open. Like I said, whenever we got there, we did. Uh, we did get lucky that they opened up the restaurants twenty five percent. I think my favorite favorite part of New York was we went to the Statue of Liberty. We got to do that. And then the Empire State Building was one of my my favorite days. Like um, we went twice to the Empire State Building because the first day it was super foggy. Mm-hmm. And we got there right as the fog was rising up. So 
um, we're kind of sad. We're like, oh man, like this is going to be the only time that we get to see this. And then one of the last nights, my friend's little sister was like, hey, it's the perfect time like to go back up to the Empire State Building and all this stuff. And I was like, look, it costs $91 to go up there right now. How much? $91. But it depends on the time of day that you choose. Depends how high you want to go up to. Like, we went all the way up to the 102nd floor. It's okay. a little bit cheaper if you to the observatory. So um, she was like, no, like, I got us. I got us. She's like, I'm only saying she's like, because I, I'm going to pay for the whole thing. And I'm like, you're paying for that? Damn. Then let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to turn that down. I was like, if you pay, what what do you need? What do you want? What do you want? I'll give you anything. <laughs> Do you want the expensive duck we saw? <laughs> so because you you see, the Chinese restaurants here they don't showcase like or they don't put on a menu that they have like this ex- super exotic food. And mm-hmm. over there they had like mini little like fried pigs, and then like fried duck. And I was like, you would never see this back home. And I was like, you want that for dinner? I'll buy you that for dinner. <laughs> yeah, it, I do notice that, like, like you don't really see them in the Chinese restaurant. I think it depends on maybe where you go. Maybe, like, in, like, Bel Air or Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Maybe you might see, like, the, the duck or the little pigs or something like that. But me, personally, if you go to, like, Panda Express, you're not going to see it. Right, that. you're not going to see it there. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's crazy. But I was like, okay. It's like, well whatever did you go to any like little markets or anything like that or was that close to we did um little italy and chinatown their chinatown oh, okay. um, and it, they're right literally right next to each other so there was no missing it um we did go to like little gift shops and things like that we we passed by a little uh, a restaurant in little italy and they're like oh like come have a dessert blah 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 and we're like you know what we're gonna come back and have you know, sit down, have dessert and kind of chill for the rest of the day. And we came back and we literally bought cheese sticks that are only four little triangles and two cups of coffee and a hot chocolate. My friend paid $30 for all of that. I was like, yeah, no. Mm-mm. I was like, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> how big were the cheesecakes? You're like super small. Like The, how- cheese, the cheese sticks, they're those little triangle things that they're like this big. And there were four of them. I was like, yeah. Thirty. Yeah. You said two hot chocolates and a coffee, or yeah, two hot chocolates and a coffee. That that's not thirty dollars. No, that's like that's like at least that's like twelve, maybe yeah, thirteen here. Fifteen dollars. I was like, that's ridiculous. And they would be probably bigger, you know. Exactly, Texas sized. But yeah, I I like Little Italy. Like they have a lot of like I said, really nice buildings. They you can see the one World Trade Center where um, the Twin Towers once stood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually got to see um, the memorial on the outside. They have a museum, but they were they're closed two days out of the week. Um, so we I missed it by like a day or something like that. And um, so definitely want to go back and do that, and then de- want to go back and see Broadway shows because those were. Mm-hmm. So popular. y'all were kind of like in that area where the memorial is, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we were in we were like five blocks from Times Square. Okay. So we were right in the middle of ev- of everything. Well, it's Manhattan. Well, that's cool. Sorry, I'm, I'm filling up right now. You pouring it up. 
Yeah. Luckily, Steph's not here to be like, oh, he's doing a little SMR. I'm like, I don't want to hear that. I don't do ASMR. <laughs> I don't. Where is she today? She's at work. Well, she should be getting well, off in soon, but yeah, she's at work, so uh, we're just, we're doing, you know, she's doing that her thing, but um, yeah, uh, I heard, uh, his, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was telling Daniel, that's the guy that I'm talking to. I was like, hey, I was like, listen to this podcast. I was like, it's three hours long. And he was like, three hours. And I was like, <laughs> trust me. I was like, two out of the four of us were a little messed up by the time we got to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. Sam was Sam can't really hold her liquor you know she drinks a lot of she drinks like when I used to do their episodes she would have like one and a half cups and already be like buzzing and I'm like really but wine's already? different though wine's different wine hits different yeah I know it's a different it's a different buzz but even with I don't think no I haven't seen her like drink drink before but it's like I, her and her friend, I don't think they can handle their liquor because, like I said, I've I've done their episodes and they're just like, and I'm like, seriously, I was like, come on, man. Even with like, it's crazy, but um, yeah, I don't. Remember, it feels like the episode wasn't three hours long, but like I got when I do. Well, from my side, it never feels that super long. It feels like super short, but um. But yeah, it, I mean, I have to go back and listen to it again. But yeah, we had really, we had yeah. a lot of fun on that. Yeah, we did. I I went back, I, I went back to listen to it, and I was like, oh my god, a lot of this stuff is so funny. And it's funny because I, the first guy that I mentioned on there, he was like, do I really sound like a James? And I'm like, no. But I couldn't come up with any other name <laughs> that would be away. And he was like, oh. <laughs> Did anybody else listen to the episode that you did you like tell anybody else like hey check this episode did they give you like any feedback about it? Um there was a couple of people that um that were they listened and they were like oh they were like it was a really good episode I liked it and things like that and I was like by all means listen to it you get a little bit of tea here and there I was like but good that's awesome yeah, they- that's great to hear I like hearing feedback from other people other people you know like hey it was good and this and that so that makes me feel better knowing that i do my job right <laughs> yeah you do do your job right i've been doing this for like almost well, april would be a year and a half so um, nice. yeah so that's like i'm trying to do the best i can and you know moving forward and doing the stuff like that so but you have your own podcast as well and be authentic yes, so i know you started it what like last year kind of and then you did yeah, like a small minute episode or something like that. Yeah, I did. So it was kind of inspired just by doing this. And after, so December, I did like the the quote unquote introduction, like you said, like that minute video or whatever uh, episode. And then my intention was when I got back was to do the second episode, which the podcast, I wanted to be like faith based where you know, I talk about my faith and things like that. If people have questions about, you know, God and things like that, I'd be able to try to answer them the best I can bring in people who I know that are strong in their faith and, you know, things like that. And then just talk about things in general. I feel like I wanted to make it like an open space um, without feeling like, Oh, it's only faith-based, faith-based. Like, yes, it is, but you're also allowed to talk about other things. But like I said, the beginning of the year started really rough um, for us as a family. Um, my dad had to have emergency surgery at the beginning of the year 
And so we were trying to figure that out. Also, you know, change our lifestyle a little bit to make him comfortable and things like that. But luckily we're almost out of the woods with him and make things final. And then obviously school started, work picked up and things like that. So that's why there's only been one episode. So I actually need to sit down and make time mm-hmm. for the second one moving forward. I mean, that's what happens. Life's, life moves fast, you know, and you might miss it if you if you stand still. Yeah. But I mean, um, as long as you I hope your dad is doing well, you know, it, it sucks when stuff like that has to happen. And, you know, just dealing with last year, I know a lot of people are just kind of like fed up with like stuff. They're like, we got to deal with COVID and now we got to deal with other things and stuff like that. And I know COVID was like just really bad for a lot of us you know for sure so i know we were talking about that at the church the other day we're like oh yeah you know like we heard somebody who came back positive it's like and it's to us it's we we're so used to it and now that the vaccine is out we think that you know it's gone and somebody's like yeah like i completely forget that it's still there she's like because she's like you don't hear it as often now like people coming out positive or things like that And i was like yeah because i guess our focus shifted from it's starting to, oh, look, now we have a vaccine for it and things like that. Now there's a way to control it. So I feel like we're on a road of almost being out, but mm-hmm. not quite yet. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really like, I mean, I uh, as soon as the year started, I kind of got rid of all my news media outlets that I follow, like ABC, Fox News, CBS, NBC, uh, uh, CNN. I just got rid of it because I was just tired of hearing like all these things about COVID and these negative articles and stuff like that. So I really haven't kept up with anything. I'm just kind of like by ear hearing stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And with my job, people are they're talking about whatnot and stuff like that. And so I get my information from like other news sources like people i follow on youtube and i watch their their, their uh, youtube channels and stuff like that so i get info about covid but as far as i know yeah it's kind of like dying down because people are getting vaccine vaccinated and stuff like that but i mean just because you get vaccinated doesn't necessarily mean that covid is gone yeah covid is gone and you can't get it again you know it, i think that's what people are not understanding and they forget like Dude, even if you get the flu shot, you still might get the flu, you know? Yeah, you know. that. that I had a lady ask me that yesterday. Um, she's like, so now that my daughter is vaccinated, she's like, can, like, does she have to, like, still wear her mask? And I was like, I mean, I was like, in Texas, legally, no. I was like, she doesn't have to. I was like, but a lot of the places that I know that, you know, aren't, obviously in agreement with what's going on i was like they're still mandating she's like no but i mean like can she still catch covid and i was like yeah she can <laughs> i was like the vaccine is just trying to protect her but it's not i was like you know i wasn't trying to get too much into it with her like mm-hmm. i was like no, if this is anything like the flu like you know the flu virus i was like it's gonna replicate every year so a new strand so a new vaccine is gonna have to roll out every year so you know, this is protecting it from the strand last year's. But I was like, I was like, well, I was like, the best I can do is I could recommend you protecting yourself if you feel comfortable with her wearing her mask all the time. Let her wear her mask. If she doesn't, that's on her. I was like, but I can't tell you if she's gonna have a reaction or not. I was like, because everybody's different. Yeah, it's it's so funny when 
um, the governor was like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm removing the mask mandate and opening up things to 100%. Because when that happened, like I think like two weeks later, me and Steph went to New Orleans for spring break. Mm-hmm. I kid you not. They still have a mask mandate, but in New Orleans, it's kind of like they're half of them got masks and half of them don't. And they're just like living life and being free and going to the clubs and going to the restaurants. And I'm like, you still have a mask mandate, guys. But a lot of somebody was like saying, you know, the governor kind of lack, relaxed it a little bit. So mm-hmm. I think over there, they're just they're really just chill people. So they're just like, whatever, you know, you wear it just when you need to. If you don't want to wear it outside, that's fine. But we wore it just to, for safekeeping and also because it smelled like piss over there. So I needed to cover <laughs> my nose. And I'm like, oh, it's gross. Literally, like we talk about that in the episode last week when we did uh-huh. our, our New Orleans episode. Where were you guys laying on the bed? Yeah. We were trying to go for like a like a John Lennon kind of Yoko Ono kind of like vibe i guess yeah and we thought we thought it would be funny to do something like that we didn't like lay lay in bed but i was uh, we were just tired i was tired i was like please we got one more day the thing about that um the next day so we went to eat breakfast and by the time it was like 11 o'clock we were just kind of like let's just go home you know it we we'd done everything we could we were here since sunday um let's just go home so we left we stopped to go to the restroom because I had to go. And then, so New Orleans is like five and a half hours away. It took I, us. Why did I think it was shorter? It, it, it feels like it when you're going, but when you're coming back. So coming back, it literally took us like eight and a half hours to get here. Yeah. Because wow. we, well, we stopped to go to the restroom. We stopped to eat. Um, but there was a lot of traffic. There was a lot of accidents and stuff like that. So that prolonged us from getting home because I was like, okay, cool. Um, I recorded this episode. All I have to do, we can get home early so I can edit it, upload it, and yeah, I'll be good to go. But like I said, we didn't get home till like 8 o'clock. So from 11 o'clock to 8 o'clock at night, I was just like, I was already tired. As soon as we got into Texas, we were just like, took the mask off. And I was like, we ain't going to need these anymore since we're here. And then, you know, I just boogied on home. I was like, I'm tired. I got to go. Let's go. So it was crazy. But we, we had a really good time. Have you been to New Orleans before? No, I have. Hold on. Give me a second. Go ahead. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to go right. Sorry. 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 It's okay. It's okay. It, it... He wanted to go. So. No. <laughs> okay. No, but no, I haven't been to New Orleans yet. You should, I think Steph is thinking about going again. You should try to like tell her, hey, let's go, you know. It's really really nice. Like, aside from it smelling like piss, um, (laughs) the culture is really, really nice. The the architecture, the the vibe, you know, the food is great. Um, It's, you can literally like take your drink and just walk in the street and just, yeah, they don't say nothing. Yeah. You can, we, we, um, as soon as we got there, we went to this place that it's called Willie's Chicken Shack. And we literally ordered like jumbo size, it's a 32 ounce, um, uh, what's it called? Like market uh, daiquiris. And we're just oh. like, we can take these, you know, walking in the street, stuff like that. So, but yeah, it's really nice. Um, we walked most of the time because like 
You can really just walk to anywhere. You can walk to the restaurants. You can walk to Bourbon. You can walk to the French Market, the French Square. And so we walked a lot. You know, we it was really nice because it wasn't hot and it wasn't super cold. It was really right. just it was perfect weather. But yeah, it's it's something to it's something to do. It, we enjoy going like maybe once a year or maybe once every other year. But you have to go at least once. So. You know why I thought it was so close? I have a friend that goes, uh, an old coworker that goes a lot mm-hmm. and makes it seem like it's like three hours away. That's maybe why I had that idea that it was so close because she's always over, like she always drives over there. I think some people they drive so fast they can cut like two and a half hours off their trip if you don't stop too. But right. I have to stop because you know you got to go pee and then you got to eat and then you got to you know, fill up your gas tank because there's a certain part um, of the trip where it's nothing but um, swamp. So it's like the it's I-10 and then it's just nothing but swamp for like a good um, five or six miles. So you have to fill up your tank before you get on that bridge because yeah. if you get stuck there, you're stuck there. You know, nobody, there's no U-turns. There's no nothing you're stuck there until somebody can like bring you gas or something from like 30 minutes away what's your favorite part of new orleans um well i kind of we've always been in the city like in like in downtown but i enjoy kind of like the outskirts kind of like um it's the outskirts of the city, but the, the I like the city inside the city as well because, like I said, everything's so close. It's walking distance. You can probably walk the whole city of New Orleans in like under an hour. Really, it's that small. It's so small, you know. It's like nothing. Com- like Houston is like maybe th- three or four times that size. Yeah, we can never. You can never. That's you can walk South Houston in an hour. Yeah, small portion. (laughs) Literally, like it's it's so small, but I mean, everything's like five ten minutes away walking distance. Like um, one of these days, we wanted to eat um, Chinese or Vietnamese food, so we found Mm -hmm. I found a restaurant and I walked to it to go get our food, and uh, it was literally like five minutes walking distance from our hotel. I really got a really good deal on a hotel. We were supposed to stay close to uh, their superdome mm-hmm. but something happened so I ended up having to um, cancel that, that that booking for the hotel and then I was like crap we need to find another hotel so um, T-Mobile has this thing called T-Mobile Tuesdays and they're yeah. always advertising booking.com and you can save up to like 40% on a hotel so I was like no promo You're not gonna pay <laughs> no promo but uh yeah, I checked it up, and I was like, okay. And then I was like, Crown Royal. I was like, oh, this is like, it's literally like you walk out, take a right, take another right, you're on Bourbon Street. Yeah. Like, two seconds. So oh, wow. I, yeah, so I was like, this is not a bad deal. I think it was like 60 bucks a night or something like that. We ended up paying like 587 so almost 600 bucks for like four or five days from Sunday to, I guess, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So really not that expensive, but, um, originally my cousin and his girlfriend were supposed to come with us, but mm-hmm. something happened. So it was just me and Steph and we didn't want to get an Airbnb and pay more 
The Canadian people ridiculous. Yeah, it's like $35, $45. And I'm like, um, I, I saw should... a couple of in San Antonio that like the cleaning fees were like $130, almost as much as to stay a night there. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to stay in a hotel. That's what I, I told her. I was like, you know what? I'm going to message these people. I'm like, hey, we're Mexican. So you don't have to like <laughs> deal with the cleaning, <laughs> deal with the cleaning fee. I mean, we will clean it up for you. Like the, the, the guy at the, the desk, he was like, do you need somebody to go and clean? You know, you need uh, room service. I'm like, dude, um, if you can't tell. I can clean. We're pretty clean people, so you don't have to clean you know, for us. So the only time we did have to have the lady come is like for fresh uh, bed sheets or stuff like that. So, but yeah, it was it was really nice. Um, the kind of the other negative thing is there were so many people on Canal Street because that's where it's the, the hotel's on. So you mm-hmm. see all these people in the corner. There's a lot of drunks. You know, and then due to the pandemic, there's a lot of homeless people, more homeless people than last time. So they're always hanging out there. And it's it's a nice city, but you can get wrapped up in alcohol around there because it's it's everywhere, you right. know, and then you yeah. can drink it on the street. So that's even worse. Yeah, definitely. I know New York is like there's a lot of homeless people. And I was like, man, I was like, and oh, there was one night where we were coming. We we're going back to the hotel and obviously they have the people like for them it's more drugs than alcohol mm-hmm. so we were walking and then like this man and this lady were talking and the lady dropped something and the man turned around uh to pick it up and he had a, a syringe with a needle on it <laughs> like i think he was about to stick it in there because he, he it wasn't used yet mm-hmm. and i was like ah! <laughs> i was like don't come near me because it's open <laughs> Damn. i was like oh no no i was like no but yeah, I know my friend and I were looking about, you know, whenever we booked the trip, we thought about like booking um, an Airbnb. She's like, well, let's just get an Airbnb. It'll be cheaper. And I was like, no, I was like, whenever I was looking for an Airbnb here in Houston, I was like, I was having to pay as much for the cleaning fee, like when it, to pay for, for a night. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at Airbnbs and I kid you, they were like studio apartments, like one bedroom, one bathroom, a little small kitchen. And it was almost the same amount to stay in a hotel. And I was like, let's just stay in a hotel. Like, yeah, that's why I stopped going to Airbnbs because of all the fees that they have. And then the same amount that we pay for a hotel is the same one for Airbnb. So it's kind of like, and then Airbnbs don't provide you free breakfast and all that. I mean, they do give you like the, the homey kind of vibe because you're staying in someone's home. But I was like, nah, you know, it's, I'd rather get a hotel, you know, people clean the sheets for me and stuff like that. You know, did they have to tell you guys that they would only come cleaning upon request or were they going in there like every day? Yeah. Upon request, like they weren't, they were really going to give me a form. And I was like, ah, don't worry about it. It's like, we're, we're clean people. You know, we don't really make a mess and stuff like that. So we didn't really need to. Why our room looked the mess is because it was small. It was a, one of those, um, like, sweet sweet hotels mm-hmm. and it was a one bedroom and then i got the sofa bed so i wasn't putting the sofa bed back in there because obviously it's like i'm gonna come back and lay in it um but yeah we had to do ours upon request too oh, so, okay. and i was like the ladies i was like the ladies probably think that we're like super messy i was like but no like we had to carry she my friend brought two two luggages so it was like four luggages with her and her sister and i just brought one huge luggage because it was just me and you know my my carry-on but i was like the late these ladies probably think we're messing we're not <laughs> we're really not 
it's li- it's like that too um like for me i have one duffel bag which is nothing but my clothes but you know i have my equipment too so i have my my where my roadcaster goes in the little case and then i have my backpack with all my microphones and wires and stuff like that so i really carry light when we go out of town but since now i have a podcast and i like taking it with me and stuff like that it's a little more baggage but i try to keep clean when i'm in a hotel because i have all my stuff here and have all my stuff there mm-hmm. um steph is just kind of the opposite but i mean that's just how it is it's like you know. <laughs> it's it's a balance so yeah. You know, you balance each other out in the relationship. It's fine. But yeah, I mean, we we had a really good time. Like I said, um, she tells stuff like, "Hey, let's go to New Orleans," because she wants to go again. So I'm like, it would be cool for her to go, and then maybe like you go check it out. Like I said, you really love the food. Um, we tried literally everything in New Orleans. We had Italian. We had, um, you know, the cuisine there. Like she had some kind of like salad. I don't know. She had like a pasta. I had a po' boy. We had pizza on bourbon. We had chicken, um, you know, we had Chinese. We had uh, fast food. Um, and just, you know, we tried everything. And it, it was really, it's really fun. It's really fun. Yeah, I know. I People who have gone, I know they're like, oh, yeah, it's really good. You know, it's really cool to go and check it out. The, you know, they do like the touristy stuff, bourbon and so I was like, oh, maybe one day I'll get to check it out. But I think like my next trip for sure, I'm looking into going to LA. Um, oh, really? Yeah, that's definitely on my to do list. So the, the girl that I traveled with, I was like, hey, I was like, let's definitely book our LA trip. So my brother and my sister want to go this time. So we'll see. Um, probably like the summer after they get out of school, because I wanted to do it in May. Mm-hmm. In May, my mom was like, well, if they want to go, you have to wait. And I was like, oh. How about they don't go? <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my goal too to go to LA. So I've been wanting to go to LA since I was like eighteen. So when I graduated, I had like this fantasy of like, oh, I want to go to LA and I want to stay there and check it out and then maybe move there and just have like all these young aspirations when you're like eighteen years old. Right. And then when I got older, I'm like, nah, I'm cool here, you know. But now with this whole podcast thing. I started making friends out there in LA, you know, podcasters. So they live out on the outskirts of LA. And then I met some people in San Diego and stuff like that. So they're telling, you know, they're always telling me, yeah, LA is nice. You should come visit. And I was like, you know, I'm thinking about coming in the summer. So that's my, my, my goal is to go over there for the summer, hang out with them, check out the scenery. But I'm waiting till the summer because hopefully by then their guidelines and cdc stuff like that will open and you know they'll have more capacity and and you don't have to well maybe probably will require a mask but like they'll just be less strict so i'm really hoping on that during hopefully for the summer so i can go i was going to book literally my flights a month ago because they were about a hundred dollars um for may and june and then i checked the prices again and they spiked right back up and i was like dang it why did i wait yeah with me i think i know where there's this website that i check out i have it saved even though i've never been on a plane before i have it saved (laughs) to where it's um you can do like what's it called payment plans on the price oh Yeah. yeah i think it's called like cheap air but it's not like you get like the cheap airlines you get like um is it cheap O air or just cheap air? I think it's like cheap O air, cheap air. I forgot what it was called. I think I'll send you the link, but um, 
you know, you can get like United, you can get um, all the other airlines and stuff like that. And then you can like pay payment plans. So if you're, if you're doing like a, uh, what's it called? Um, back and forth. I forgot what that's called. Um, and it's like three something. Yeah. And then you can, you can pay payment plans like ahead of time on that. So. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out because like I said, my brother, and my sister want to go and I don't mind paying the higher prices just for me, but I'm like, y'all, y'all got airplane ticket money or what? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we got the stimulus. I think that's good enough. <laughs> well, no, the stimulus team, my sister's only 14, so it's not her stimulus. It's my parents' stimulus. Uh, she's like, where's my, where's my money? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, can you can you use that stimmy money for my for my everything? It's like, I need yeah. money for, for hot Cheetos. Can I have it, please? You know? <laughs> the only reason, honestly, too, like, um, whenever I went to New York, oh, I went to Brooklyn to New York. So I was like, oh, yeah, I can't miss this opportunity for to play No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Like, mm-hmm. the, as soon as I landed, I started singing No Sleep Till Brooklyn. <laughs> My friend's like, what's that? And I was like, oh, oh, no. I was like, we we're about to play it. So y'all might, y'all might have to, like, go back home because if they hear you, like, what is that? They might have to, they might kick y'all butts, you know. <laughs> so whenever I go to L.A., I'm going to play the Miley Cyrus song, the USA song. Okay. Because she says, hopped off the plane at LAX with my dream my cardigan. And I'm like, let's go. <laughs> They're probably like, please don't play that song. We've already heard this like so many times since like 2010. Please just stop. It's like, well, it's not my fault. She made the song. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really like excited to go because, like I said, I'm, I'm making friends over there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're giving me all the recommendations for like the hot uh, food places to go to. Um, I have another friend. He goes to like breweries and stuff like that. So he's got he knows to hook up on all these cool places to go and drink. Um, one of the podcasts that lives in San Diego, the guy, he has his own brewery as well. What? So yeah, it's called Three Punk Ale and it, it they they just like punk music and stuff like that. So they have like all kinds of like different excuse me, beers um named of different bands and stuff like that. But their podcast is really cool. You know, it's a lot of Chicano but uh, Latino stuff. So but they're really interesting. But he was like, Hey man, if you're ever in the San Diego area, come visit. And I was like, you know what? San Diego is only like two hours away. That's compared, like, it's like nothing to them apparently. But I was like, yeah, I mean, to, no, because uh, um, I did an episode. Well, I recorded an episode with one of the guys I was telling you about, and mm-hmm. he was like, he's like, how big is Texas? Because he's never went inside of LA. Um, I was like, dude, you know, from LA to San Diego is like two hours, right? He's like, yeah. I was like, dude, you can drive two hours in Texas. And still be in Texas. I was like, you can drive eight hours in Texas and still be in Texas. Mm-hmm. He was like, that's insane. I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you literally have to like take a whole day to get out of here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If, I mean, especially like if you live obviously further south and you're trying to go up further north. It's yeah. Take a long day to get out of here. Yeah. And then you got to pass all that. So I was like, yeah, dude, it's I was like, it's crazy because he is actually thinking of coming here. To visit he has his dad lives here and then he knows a bunch of texas podcasters so he wants to do like this traveling show and go from like city to city and meet up with all these people and do an episode so i told him if he ever comes to houston i was like hey man let me know i'll be your tour guide i'll take you to all the cool places take you all the good food we'll go and check out all the night you know so i'm gonna help set him up everything you know yeah be a good host exactly because like i said 
in LA, they have their stuff, but not really. And I'm like, over Texas, I'm like, dude, everything's 100%. It's like, we're good to go. You can go to everything. You don't have to wear your mask. (laughs) No, exactly. It's like, people might look at you different, but you're like, I'm from LA. Just don't worry about it. It's like, let them experience it. (laughs) The guy that I'm talking to, he's from LA too, but he said he's like, I grew up here he's like i moved here when i was 10 mm-hmm. he's like i want to go back and visit he's like but if i go back and visit he's like because i still have family over there he's like i feel like i'm gonna want to stay and i was like excuse you <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like that first i know some people who are like they're from la then they came here but when they go and visit they miss it so much and i'm like but texas is cool though yeah like, I-, I was singing uh one of the songs it was uh the the, the state song mm-hmm. and I was like but does your state have a, its own songs though and he was like no but we have our teams and I was like eh whatever I didn't really care for it <laughs> but yeah I I want to go there's this place uh it's called King Taco so mm-hmm. it's it's not like a taqueria or anything like that but it's kind of like a taqueria what we know is a taqueria is different than their taqueria so yeah. you go in and they have like their menu and they have like tacos, they have nachos, but like their nachos are totally different than our nachos. You know, we have like the square nacho, uh, the triangle nachos, and you have the queso, and we dress it up, whatever. There's they have like the circle chips, okay. the round ones, and they have like the, the queso cheese. And instead of like cooking like fajita or chicken, it's like the cubes of like steak. And I'm like. That's not appealing, but if you say it's good, you say it's good. So I don't know. They cut it up in squares versus like. Yeah, instead of like cutting, you know how we do it here. And I was like. "Mm, Isn't it so weird? Like, I feel like depending like the region, it's it's different. Like even though it's the same food, they style it different. Like on the on the east side, they say they have barbecue, but their barbecue, our definition of barbecue is different than, than theirs. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going to go up north to eat barbecue when we know barbecue is better down south. There was a um, barbecue place actually up there in New York that literally had a line out. It was a long line out the door. And I was like, uh, like, how good is it? Because I think I know what you're talking about. There's this there's these guys. I think they're from Texas. They have a, a, a barbecue place up there in New York. I don't know if it's in New York City. It might be. It might be somewhere around there. But it's Texas style barbecue in New York, and I think that's probably why. You know, because they don't. They don't got it. I think it's called like Dallas barbecue or something like that. That's probably what it is. I I remember seeing it a long time ago, but I was I saw the same thing too. I was like barbecue in New York, but you know they don't. They don't have anything like they just have pizza and hot dogs and everything else that's in their little vicinity you know like italian korean vietnamese chinese um middle eastern food it, they got all that but it's like yeah. when it comes to like texas food it's foreign to them yeah and i was like what barbecue i was like mm. and then i tried to check out the ratings and the ratings weren't that good and i was like then why is there a line out the door <laughs> i guess to them it's like they don't know if they were to yeah. come here, they would be like, they would be mind blown. Exactly, mind blown. Mind blown. So different. Yeah, like I said, like you're saying, like the the areas of like food, it's like that in in L.A. From what I hear, like even different, like around L.A., different parts of the like city, like they like they have like, 
outskirts, like little towns outside of LA, their food is different from other little towns too. It's like you can have this type of this type of taco here, and then if you go maybe north of LA, they, their tacos are different. And I was like, that's really weird. Yeah, I know, and it's like here too. Like you know, our our tacos are different. Like you go to certain areas in town, and they dress them all nice and pretty, super expensive. You come to Edgebrook, you have like tens of thousands of you know, Tonko trucks, and you're going to find them for a dollar. And they're just as good. Yeah, and just as super greasy, but they're so good. I love tacos. I know. I love tacos. <laughs> I, I see friends that, like, post pictures of tacos, and I'm like, where is this at? Like, you guys are always finding the perfect spots. <laughs> yeah, it. I, I said that, too. There's this, um, this uh, Instagram page that follows me. It's from Houston. And mm-hmm. I think it's a white guy. I'm not sure. But, um... He goes to all these recommended taco places and he tries them out and he gives them ratings and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. I It's funny because was it a couple months ago? I told Steph, uh, I was like, I'm surprised there's no like app for like finding taco trucks because there's so many. But you don't I, me personally, I don't want to go to a truck order something and it's not good. And then I waste money there. So I would feel like that'd be cool if you can like track one down, see what they got, what are their ratings. I know it's kind of like Yelp, but it's like for taco trucks, and then just you know. I was gonna say yeah, it's a Yelp, but they they should make like their own little tab of taco trucks, or somebody should just develop a taco truck app and get you know explore all the tacos around the area and make money off of making that app. You should do it. See, I would be really Wham. cool. I would have to like figure that out but that'd be pretty cool to do something like that i like i said there's so many trucks and then you're like where are the trucks in my area because where i work at it's um kind of ghetto but they barely have like one taco truck and it's kind of like i think it's like jalisco style like tacos or chicken or something like that i haven't tried it yet but i know they only take cash so but it's kind of it's cool like these areas that don't necessarily have a lot of Latinos, they're starting to have like taco trucks because, you know, a lot of them work in that area. So, but yeah, I need to, I, I would like to come up with that or like give that idea and then like sell it to somebody. Be like, oh, here's my idea. And they'll pay me a million dollars. Hey, you could do that. That'd be cool. But yeah. Um, so, um, what's it? So when are you going to do another episode of your, uh, your podcast? I'm, let's see. I feel like I have right now, like my life is kind of taking a, a run. Like these past two weeks have been so busy for me. And I'm like, dang, like I really need to sit down and actually do it. If I have time tomorrow, which it might look like, because I, the only thing I have to do is take out my friend's dog tomorrow and I have a little girl's time and. I'm like, look, I'm watching my my mother's kids, so I can't be out for too long. Um, but hopefully, maybe maybe tomorrow, when I have some downtime. Do you have like an idea of like what you want to talk about for that, or is it so just the second one? I was thinking more of like my testimony as to how I came to Christ. Like I said, it's faith based, mm-hmm. so it's like how I grew up and how that has changed um, my life from you know growing up in a Christian home to not going to going back and then, you know, life now, but definitely it's what the second episode was 
gonna be. That's interesting. I, I would, I kind of wanted to do something like that on this podcast because you know I'm I'm also a Christian myself, and mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, would anybody want to hear that? Especially with like all the stuff that I have on here. They mm-hmm. people, I'm already people are like, you sure? You know, if people, <laughs> you know how people are, people judge, yeah. but yeah. you know, I've 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 done that too. I mean, I've grown up in a Christian home my whole life. My grandparents go to church. My my all my tios and my cousins, we've all gone to church. You know, where's there's times where we've gone and then we've not gone and then we've gone again and move out again and then go to another one and then, you know, and then me as an adult, um, I stopped going for like a year, and um, I found one church, and it was cool, but there was some stuff that was kind of going on. That I didn't necessarily like. And then one of like. I guess the deacons had said something to me. About my lifestyle. Because he. Um, he was like. I don't really necessarily like the idea that. You and your girlfriend are. Um, you know. You're you're not married. But you're still. Doing that. And I was like. Okay. That's not in your business. But <laughs> you know. It's not like I'm doing anything i mean i understand what it says in the bible i i completely agree but we both are safe about it and this and that but i'm like you know how most of those people at church are they're just stick their nose up in things and be nosy and you know and then start talking so i left and then um at that time my cousin's a pastor so mm-hmm. he has his he was starting his own church and this and that so I had got out of church, I think, for like another year, I think, at that point. And um, I didn't start going until my grandmother passed away. So, you know, it was kind of like, oh, okay, you know, my cousin has a church. I'll go, you know, whatever. I was kind of like enjoying not going. But I just kind of like stuck around. So now I'm like integrated into everything. You know, I'm the... Sunday school teacher. I'm the music what? leader. Yeah, I'm the, uh, I guess one of the board members. I'm, uh, I'm the person that works the audio machine, <laughs> the audio back there. I, I, we work, we had, we do live videos too. So I go and turn on, and turn off the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of stuff. You know, we're it's a really small church. You know, and my family goes and stuff like that, but we don't have that many members because. You know, um, some members leave and then some members just stop going. And then, you know, during COVID, it was just horrible because, you know, people don't want to go because I don't want to get sick and, you know, this and blah, 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 blah. So it was kind of really hurting. It really hurt us a lot. But, you know, it it helped us a little bit more trying to feel like we got closer together and just, you know, and it, we're doing more stuff trying to get more people to come in to church and stuff like that because it's in the heights and in the Heights, people do their own thing, and right. you know they're not really worried about going to church on Sundays and stuff like that. They they go to their breweries, they go to brunch with their friends, they go do this and that. You know, there it's are some churches. Are seeing in that area? Yeah, there is. It's literally like on the other on the other side on on Sixteenth Street, um, Eureka Breweries on that side. So oh. you know, it's there's that, and then there's just there's so many things in the area that did distract people. So right. It's kind of hard for us. No, yeah, yeah. That's how. Though, so what I do, like, and I have a home church, 
because our, my home church is, is small too and it doesn't really cater to people our age um it's like either you're old and you're married or you're really young so there's or you have your high schoolers and i'm like well i don't you know i have that same problem well, like, i am i'm literally like the only person my age yeah me too like besides my my cousins you know like they're my age and they don't really have a class for us anymore. So I feel like it was hurting me more than anything. So I was watching like this Christian YouTuber. Um, she's really cool and everything. She's uh, from Texas. And so she mentioned this uh, young adults ministry called the porch. And I looked into it and I like downloaded the app, checked it out, checked out a couple of messages. And I was like, Oh my God, like these are really good messages. Cause it hits it's aimed towards people our age, like what mm-hmm. we're going through at that time and things like that. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I don't, I remember like looking up like location because it's like locations. I was like, oh, I thought this was based off of Dallas. And then I saw that they had a location, excuse me, here in Houston. And I was like, oh, okay. So let me, you know, take a day and go check it out. It's on Tuesday nights, I went and I fell in love with it. Like everybody was really friendly and, and things like that. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm going to keep coming. Um, that was in 2017. Obviously, life hit Harvey work and all that stuff. So I stopped going. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I enjoyed being there and all that stuff. So I went back at the beginning of 2018. And then I started to serve with them. So I started to volunteer, got integrated in a life Bible study group with mm-hmm. people my age and things like that. So it's been really cool kind of like seeing my faith grow and walk along people who are going through the same things we are and knowing that we're not alone in that because I love my church and everything. It's like you said, I was a Sunday school teacher. I'm part of the praise and worship team there. My dad is part of the audio. Uh, Well, right now he's not obviously because he's recovering, Mm -hmm. but he's part of the audio. My brother recently took over for my dad. He has help and things like that. And um, my mom is part of, um, the greeting team like she's one of the she's the main person for them so um right now i think my worship leaders are taking a step down just because they're going through some stuff um in their personal lives which is understandable and so that would just leave my cousin and i my cousin's the drummer mm-hmm. and i'm like well we need a guitar player you know we want to continue but um the guy that I am dating right now, actually, he's what what I like about him, the aspect that attracted me mostly about him was that he was already in the church, like he was already growing up, you know, he's grown up in church, been, you know, he recently got back whenever he moved back to Houston and things like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, all right, let's, let's do this. And, you know, he goes to church with me. He's been going to church with me. And so, um, but yeah, it, it's, it, that's what I want to base it on, like, it's, it's like you said, like, don't be afraid to tell your testimony just because you're afraid of what people are going to say, because easily you're saying you telling somebody your testimony with, you know, the viewers that you have, you can reach somebody out there that probably needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know. You're going to plant uh, that seed in somebody's heart. You might not see it grow. You may never see it grow. Cause it's like, you have people from different places, but they're going to be like, Oh, I was listening to this guy's podcast. And you know, it doesn't match the style that he has, but he gave his testimony that day. I heard it or, you know, and that reached out to me. And so because of that, I started going to church. It's the same thing I told staff uh, one day 
she was like, oh, like, I want to post my progress pictures, but I don't, I was like, do it. I was like, do it because you don't know who you're going to impact. Yeah. I was like, you may make a difference to somebody who's struggling. And they're like, oh, you know, like I saw her pictures. I saw her progress. Like that pushed me moving forward. Like it's not you showing off. It's you feeling good about yourself and knowing that you made all this progress alone. It's just like, you know what? Yes, I'm going to post. And I'm like, Whoa! yeah, you kind of have to like. Like, you have to, like, convince her and push her to do it, you know, but telling her, hey, like, it's a good idea. Like, with her vlog, I've always told her for years, I was like, you need to have, like, a hobby. You need to do something. You don't have anything to do. You know, as for me, I got video games. I play music. I had a band and stuff like that. So that was my hobby. She didn't have anything, really. Her only hobby was, like, going out. So I was like, you got to do something productive. Mm-hmm. So I kept telling her that, and I was like, start a podcast or start a vlog so she took that and you know her vlog is she's got a lot of followers she's getting people um sending her stuff and stuff like that so it's really good i'm really happy for her and i'm proud of her that she's doing something and it's kind of cool it's like a podcaster and a vlogger you know kind of relationship thing that we got going on so it's like it's a dynamic duo like you know she works with me and i work with her and stuff like that so it works out that's really cool yeah, it works out just fine. Like, like I said, he play he plays the guitar, so I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it, right now, it's because we're still in that getting to know each other phase and things like that. Like, he still, I don't want to bring him to my home church quite yet because it's small, and those people have seen me grown up, grow up, you know, and. Yeah. They're going to, typical Hispanics, they're going to ask tens of I know. thousands of questions. I, I totally know. And I'm like, wait, time out. Like, <laughs> I'm bringing this guy, like, one time we're not getting married. We're not walking down the aisle yet. Like, you know, it, but once I, he, he already feels comfortable. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'll take you one day to my home church. But it, it's for sure, like, I, I was just telling him because we, we've had hard conversations about things and. I was like, maybe, you know, I feel like relationships are meant to be balance each other out. Like, let's say, for example, like one thing that I, I don't have is patience. Mm-hmm. I, I've learned over the years to be patient, but I don't have the patience that he has as to, for me, relationships have always worked super fast, super fast. Like second, first, second date, or like on the second date, we're already talking about like, all right, like, like, I like where this is going. Let's make it official. All right, cool. You know? Yeah. And he was yeah, you can't be that way. He was like, because things don't end well. And I'm like. That's the same thing I've said. And I've told people that, um, you know, I've had friends who, who've dated people and they're like, I'm already, you know, I've, I have a friend of mine. His name's Dobie. Mm-hmm. And he's always said he didn't want to date just to date. That he right. wanted to date to marry. And I'm like, hold on. Time out. Check this out. I was like, you have to know, get to know somebody first. You know, I've known Steph. We've been dating for like, what, seven years. So I've known her inside and out. We know everything. With him, he he has this like fantasy in his head. He he loves his parents and he, he admires their, their love story. You know, his dad, his dad's a missionary kid. His, his grandparents were missionaries to Argentina or Chile. I forgot where it was. So he grew up there. When he came back and he got older, he started serving in this church, and then he met the lady who would be his wife, but they only met for, like, one day, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to marry you, and he, like, 
took with that and ran. But they've been married for so long and they have a great relationship. So I'm like, it does work out for some people, but I'm like, dude, you can't. It's different than it was 40 years ago in the 80s. You know, it's 2020. Things are different. You have to get to know somebody, you know, because people are crazy. So, you know, and I've been with him when he's liked a lot of girls. And one time I think this one girl lived in Louisiana and he was like, I'm going to go visit her. And I'm like, what? No. I was like, dude, that's crazy. And, you know, it never worked out. But um, he got engaged recently. And I was like, I told him, I was like, how long have you been knowing this girl? He's like, oh, for like a year and a half. And I was like, and you already proposed to her? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, me being like, I'm like, mm, do you really know her? Do you know what she likes? Do you know what pisses her off? Do you, does she fart around every, you know, is she a farter? Is she, uh, <laughs> does she like, um, girls do poop. <laughs> you know, it's like, do you know th- small things about people? Because like I said, I know other people who, who've jumped into relationships and jumped into marriages that quick, you know, and they never end up working, you know, right. and it, you know, I hate seeing that because it's like, these are my friends. And it's like, I try to tell them, like, dude, you got to get to know this person first. I understand you want to get married, but, you know, what is the goal for marriage for you? Is it just to be like, okay, I'm married, you know, or is it to like have a partner? Because like I said, mar- marriage is a huge step for people. And, you know, marriages, people get married and, and divorced faster than people's underwear. You know, they change all the time and it's like for me i i gotta get to know the person yeah it's a long time it's seven years i know some people are waiting my cousin's been dating his girlfriend for like nine years but you know sometimes you're like okay is this the person do i do we need to make we have talked about this do we need to make this move what do we need to do you know so you get to know this person she gets to know me i got to know her but I get what you're saying, like you, it's patience, you know, because you, you've done with that with relationships, but, you know, there's always, God's always going to put somebody in your life that's going to counterbalance that and like, like, hey, look, this is something you need to work on, you know, it's always the one thing that you need working on that you find somebody that helps you work on that. Exactly. Yeah. And I've noticed that a lot in like different uh, marriages that I've been around and things like that, like they balance each other out in things where they're not good at, um, like, I know my parents, they dated for about a year before my dad proposed. Mm-hmm. Like, two weeks later, they got married. And I was like, dang, I was like, what were you in a hurry for? <laughs> you know, but it worked for them. It didn't yeah. work for everybody. You know, they, they're coming up on their 20-year anniversary, and um, which is great. And I feel like I've seen people in the church where it's like, oh, we've been dating for a year, but we know. I mean, not a year, a month. I've heard of a crazy story when I first started going there. It's like they were dating for like a month and a half or two and they got engaged and then they got married. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, why? That's so quick. Like, I'm I'm like your friend. Like I said, like, I'm not dating just to date. I'm dating with the sole purpose of getting married. Yeah. And um, that's something that I completely disclosed to him. And I'm like, hey, like, I'm not here to play games. I'm not here to waste your time. I was like, um, I'm not getting any younger, obviously. I was like, and he was like, well, yeah, I'm not. He's three years older than I am. He's like, I'm not young either. He was like, so 
Um, and I was like, all right. And I was like, just know this is where I stand. You know, I'm not here to play games. He's like, yeah, me either. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. So I was like, you understand that? And that we're in, that's why he tells me, he's like, I have to get to know you better. And, uh, you know, because he's like, I don't know what makes you mad. He's like, you, we're only like, he's like, so far, he's like, I like what I see. He's like, I like your personality. He's like, but I don't know what makes you mad. And I'm like, eh, you know, a lot of things make me mad, but one thing is showing them and then, you know, or expressing them. I was like, I'm very more of an internal thing. And I like, I would just put on like a smiley face and move on. I was like, unless it really makes me mad. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a big difference, but yeah, it's, it's balance and making it work and things like that. Some people date for years. Some people don't. I'm like, look, whatever I tell him, I was like, I don't want a long relationship. Like I was like, to me, he's like, well, what's a long relationship to you? And I was like, at this time, I was like, I don't want more than two years. He was like, oh, no. He's like, I feel like that's too long for yeah. me. Like, all right, cool. I mean, um, maybe that's what you want. You know, and I've heard people where they made plans and they, they followed through and now they're heartbroken. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, it sucks seeing that, you know, but it's like, all right, you know, like, let's, you know, if you need to cry, cry it out, but pick yourself back up. You know, if it's meant to be, it's going to come together. If it's not, then you're allowed to move, heal and move on. Yeah. It's, it's a funny thing, you know, like with me and Steph, like we've discussed like, you know, oh, would would you date anybody else after me? And I told her, I'm like, I don't know. It's like to a point where I think if we were to break up, like for reals, for reals, um, I would just focus on myself. I probably would talk to people, but it wouldn't really be serious. Right. And, you know, and I'm like, like I said, we're not getting any younger. I'm going to be 28. We're both going to be 28. And it's kind of like, I don't want to find somebody and be like married at like 35. And, you know, I don't want to do another seven year relationship. I kind of want to like do this, but it's, it's always different for different people. Like you said, there's some people that get married within like a month. I've known people like that. And I'm like, Bro, what? And, and you know they their relationship works, and they've been married for quite some time. But it's like it's crazy for some people. I guess some people just know, but others are just like, uh, I gotta keep looking at the menu. I mean, yeah, you know, I'll let you know when I'm ready. I don't just want chicken tenders all the time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I kind of want, you know, maybe I want a burger. Maybe I want like fried rice or something. You know. Maybe some little spaghetti. <laughs> You never know, you know, but yeah, it, it, it's interesting with stuff like that, you know. I know dating is so weird, especially like you said in this day and age, like people are crazy and and all this stuff, like you know, and not only that, like people are hurt, they don't hear properly, heal properly, and so they bring stuff in, and you're just like, uh, like you know, on our in the previous episode that I was on, like that guy was carrying things that I was like why are you comparing me to that person? Like to your past relationships, like I'm not them. And that's what I, I, he, that's what I tell him. Like, I'm like, it's not fair to compare each other to past relationships. I was like, we have to give each other a shot. I was like, um, because, you know, we learn from those mistakes, but I mean, obviously at the same time, you have to be, you guard your heart and things like that. I was like, you just have to be careful. Um, But it's not fair to like, oh, because this person did it to me, the next person that's going to come is going to do the same thing. I was like, because if you have that mentality, then 
you're never going yeah. anywhere with anyone. And he's like, no, yeah. He's like, I just, he's like, I just want to get to know you more. He's like, don't freak out. And I was like, look, I don't need you to, you know, go be entertaining other people. And he was like, I'm not. Hmm. Yeah. But are you really going to see your phone? <laughs> I mean, I used to be like that. I used to kind of like tell stuff like, oh, I've been hurt. And, you know, and, but as I got older, I'm like, well, that's not fair. And I'm like, I need to stop being such a baby and stop reflecting on the past. I'm like that. Whatever happened in high school, you know, that's that's old. You know, when I got out of high school, I was totally different. I did things and I grew up and I just was like, I'm, I can't be reflecting on, you know, the dream girl high school that I had liked. And I had like these, you know, I was going to marry. I can't I can't reflect on it anymore. It's like I have to focus on my relationship now, you know, because sometimes um you know, I'm going to admit this. Sometimes I'm not very romantic. Sometimes I'm just like, yeah, okay, sure. You know, she wants to go have a nice romantic dinner. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. You know, that's just me. And I guess she would get upset because she's like, you know, you kind of spent all that time being romantic to other people that didn't really necessarily care about you. And I was like, yeah, I know. I totally understand that. But I think getting, getting older... It's kind of like, I'm just not like that person, you know? And it it varied with different people, but I think just the point of like, yeah, I can be romantic, but it's like, it's like a one-hitter. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah. okay, I'm romantic, and it's like, okay, give me, like, some months, and I'll be, you know. This, like, what I found out, too, it's, it, we have to know each other's love languages. Like, mine is personal, like, quality time, because there's... I don't know if you heard, but there's like five love languages is gifts, giving, receiving, um, serving, which is act of kindness, um, physical touch and quality time. Mm-hmm. So I'm the quality time person. Like I have to have time with you and I'm the gift giver. So if my person likes something or I know that they like something, like I'll go find something small and I'll want to go make them happy and like for example he he had a surgery too so i was like well what are are your favorite snacks and then he's like oh this and this and i was like all right come outside your house (laughs) and he was like oh okay thank you and i was like all right cool you know it's just like little acts of service like that and um but it's like knowing each other's love languages in order to know hey like how can i better serve my significant other you know i may not be good at that but i know that they're gonna Maybe her love language is, you know, being with you, like personal she's like, quality. She's like three out of five or four out of five. <laughs> or all five, I don't know. She's all five. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's but, most likely all five. But uh, for me, it's definitely quality time. Like if you take me to a cheap, hey, let's go get some hot and spicy from McDonald's. Let's go hang out at the park for an hour or two. All right, cool. Let's go. Let's go do it. You know, or hey, let's stay in, watch a movie. That's even better. Like you don't have to spend time you don't have to spend your money on me. And that's what I told him. I'm like, Hey, I'm the low, most low maintenance person you're going to meet. Like if you tell me, let's go set the park and hang out. That's fine. If you tell me, Hey, like I, I just, let's go get some hot and spicies. That's cool. I was like, and I'm going to be happy. That's just, yeah. but I think it's knowing each other. Like, well, what does she like the most to do? Or what does he like to do? You know, that makes him happy. And he's, he's a quality time person too. So that's why 
he's like, oh, so what are we going to do next? And I'm like, I don't know what you tell me. <laughs> yeah, you know, stuff's the same way. You know, like, I know she likes going out, and sometimes I just don't feel like going, you know. That's just me, and most of the time it's during the week, so it's like, you know, she goes out on Thursdays, she goes out on Fridays, she goes out on Saturdays, sometimes she goes out on Tuesdays, sometimes she goes out on Wednesdays, and it's like, it got to a point where she she would be upset because I wouldn't go, but I think we've kind of started, like noticing okay well he's not kind of he'll he kind of wants to go when he wants to which you know sorry but um that's fine you know i I tell her like go go enjoy yourself go have fun whatever you know don't worry about me i'm fine staying at home Mm -hmm. you know most of the time when i don't have any friends to hang out with i'm just at home or i'm doing my podcast or i'm watching a movie playing video games listening to music you know or sometimes i'll just go up by myself but she understands like hey you know, she has her time to herself and I have my time to myself because, you know, for a point for a while, you know, she always wanted to hang out and I'm like, I need space. I need, you know, and she would get sometimes like sad because she think I didn't want to be around. And I was like, no, I just need space. That's me. I, I don't, I'm not saying I don't want to be around you. I just need space. I like being by myself. I've been by myself my whole life. I've always done things by myself i used to go to the movies i used to go to concerts i used to go and do things by myself so i'm used to that and you know i i've been with her but it's kind of like you kind of let let me do what i want to do sometimes you know like let me just be by myself and do this so she understands that now like i said once we more in our relationship we started understanding okay he likes doing this she likes doing this and stuff like that you know yeah i definitely like i mean just because like maybe these are things that I've planned before, but he'll ask, he'll be considering. He's like, Oh, like, he's like, you have this to do with your friends today. Right. And I'm like, yeah. So it's like still spending time apart, but not too much time together. Like he literally lives like five minutes, Mm -hmm. not even five minutes. There's a park and that's the only thing that separates us. But, and it's like, we don't see each other, you know, but maybe, like I said, he goes to church with me. So I see him Tuesdays now. And then, we'll plan something like, Oh, like I have this day off, you know, let's, let's hang out. All right, cool. And then I'll see him again on Sunday whenever he goes in the afternoon with me. Um, but it's like, we still spend our time apart. Maybe that'll change once, you know, yeah. it, together, but it's like, oh, like I've been, a, it's like, what do I do at this point? Do I feed it to make it happy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's understandable. Like I said, we, we went through that, but now this is our relationship is a little bit, more matured and stuff like that you know we you know sometimes maybe i'll see her when how long have i this week i didn't see her sunday i didn't see her monday i didn't see i think i saw her thursday wednesday yesterday I, no it wasn't yesterday i think it was wednesday it might have been wednesday it might have been thursday i forgot but you know sometimes she'll come over and see me or sometimes i'll go over no yeah wednesday I saw her Wednesday and then she came over Thursday and then, you know, I'll see her tomorrow at church for the, for our Easter egg hunt that we got going on. And then she'll come to church with me on Sundays. Um, that's if she wakes up on time, <laughs> but you know, we see each other maybe like two or three times a week opposed to she wanted to see me almost like every day, but I'm like, we got to give each other space because if we're all up in our, each other's business, Things happen, arguments happen, 
And then that's when the bickering and the fighting and stuff so like that stuff like that starts. And then you start like some people they get closer, they spend more time, but then they they feel apart. You know, yeah. I I felt that before where it's like I feel like I'm I'm here, but I'm like I'm not here. And you know, we we talked about stuff like that, but like I said, we we give each other our space now, and it's. It's fine. It's like, okay, I'm going out. Okay, just let me know when you get home. You know, or, hey, I'm going over here and doing this. Okay, just, you know, text me and stuff like that. So, but, you know, once after time, it, it gets like that, you know. Yeah, I know. For me, I guess now because I'm older and I haven't been in a real relationship in almost 10 years, I'm like, uh, I don't mind not seeing them every day. Like, like you said, like every, maybe three times a week, two times a week. It just all depends just because like right now, because he's not working for the next couple of weeks it's easier for him you know to have time available yeah because me he's having to work around my schedule now that's going to change obviously once he goes back to work and things like that so it's like okay let's spend as much time together right now that we can versus you know when he goes back to work it's going to look different then i'm going to be like whoa you had time for me then but i'm also trying to separate that so it, it won't change too much when you know that yeah yeah I, I totally understand that so uh what else can we talk about so was it so since we were talking about church and stuff like that um it's funny because um last month bef- during the freeze or well, before the freeze um there was this podcast who has been talking about this pastor who lives out in he lives in like in the suburbs of la like on the outskirts of la and um He's had a lot of controversy because of the way he preaches. Um, I think in the city that he lives in, there's a huge LGBTQI. Um, sorry, there's a huge, there's a LGBTQIA plus. I think whatever it's called, um, presence in that in that um, city, and you know, um, he's against it, but like. I've seen videos and stuff like that. Like this preaching kind of, it's, it's, it's a lot to digest because there's certain words, trigger words that he uses that I've never heard somebody speak in church. So when I would watch his videos or check out some of the stuff, I'm like, Whoa, that's, I'm, that's a lot. It's like, it's like a baby trying to eat a steak. It's a lot for them. You know, they can do it. They munch on it as much as they can, but it's a lot. So, um, but this podcast continuously was like talking trash about this pastor. And then they, um, not, they didn't, was it? They, um, they threw a bomb in the the church and Mm -hmm. it messed up and they defeated the building. So they ended up having to move out of there due to safety reasons. And, um, during this whole time, (laughs) the city, um, was gathering, signatures i guess to kick him out of the city and they needed like ten thousand or something like that and he publicly went like on air and he's like he's like come on give me twenty thousand you know like if you can get twenty thousand give it to me thirty he's like you know see how many signatures you can get but he's just like egging them on so anyways he moves out and this guy is like oh finally you know the the hateful pastor is gone you know and people are like i was you know doing sewn seances and whatever i guess to help whatever some stupid stuff so i asked this guy i was like why do you hate this guy so much and he was like you know i'm agnostic and 
I ne- I don't necessarily care about religion or religious people, but this guy is being hate, you know, hate speech and this and that. And I was like, okay. I said, I get that you don't necessarily agree with the message that he says. And yes, I can I can agree that some of the stuff he does say is kind of a lot to digest. But have you ever like sat down and listened to like a full sermon of his? And the guy was like, no. I think it was a guy. I'm not sure if it was a guy or girl. But he's like, no. So I was like, okay. I was like, well, I have. And I feel like the clips that you see is not necessarily what kind of person he is. But it's funny because he had tagged the pastor's Instagram and the church's Instagram. So while we're having this conversation going back and forth late at night, you know, and they're two hours ahead, uh, two hours behind us at 11 o'clock, it's like nine o'clock over there. So we're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then the pastor responds during our conversation. And I was like, oh, he mess." you know, I was like, oh, crap, he messaged. Um, yeah. He responded. So they started going at it. Not like they're just talking and stuff like that. He And the guy was like, well, I want to have you on my show. But I feel like if I had you on my show, you would just be um, kind of stubborn and blah, 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 blah. And um, while they're talking, I, I messaged him and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm a podcaster. I have a podcast and this and that. I was like, I would like to have you on my show. You know, I've been following you and I think that. I would like, you know, I would like to see your point of view on these things, but also like get to know you and this and that, you know, it's like, I'm a Christian myself and, you know, and as one Christian to another, it's like, Hey, let's, you know, let's fellowship, let's talk and this and that. And he's like, cool. So fast forward like next week or two weeks ago, two weeks later, the freeze happens. So I was like, crap, I can't do this because he was supposed to come to Houston, not to record. He was was did he have it planned to come to Houston? Yeah, he had it planned already. He was supposed to be preaching at some church in the southwest area. So and he invited me to go, and I was like, okay, cool, yeah, you know, not us thinking that the freeze was going to be that horrible. Right. Um, I didn't get to go, but I messaged him and I'm like, hey, can we reschedule? And he's like, yeah, that's fine. So, long story short, uh, we've been going back and forth talking. So I'm supposed to have him on Monday. But um, the church that he does, I forget what it's called. Let me look it up again. I've been messaging all these other people and stuff like that. Uh, his name is Bruce Mejia, and his church is... What's the name of your church, bro? Uh, First Works Baptist Church. And, like, you can go on their Instagram, and they have... He, I don't know who clips his audio you know his video but he says some pretty like strong stuff and i'm like um what what did you like he had said something about women he was like women are weak women in the workplace they shouldn't work at all because of the temptations that are at work you know he's like in this day and age it's you know women are most likely to cheat and then do this and that and i was like it goes both ways brother you know, but it's like, I get what you're trying to say, but that's just not the right way to say it. And, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to have him on this show because like I said, I want to pick his brain. I want to get to know him, but I also want to get his point of view of all this controversy that's going on because, you know, instead of calling them gays, he calls them the F word and, 
I know they take that to super, super offensive. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I said, I've never, I've never heard anybody say that behind, you know, Either. <laughs> it's like, that. that's very strong. I, I'm looking at his page right now. I don't have it, you know, I mm-hmm. don't have the stat on, but oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever heard a pastor ever yeah, talk no. about it, like you a know, community like that. You know, it's like when you eat Takis and like it, like in your throat, you're like, huh, that's how it is. I was like, oh, damn, you know, <laughs> but I mean, he genuinely seems like a nice guy, you know, but the podcast that, you know, because Steph introduced me to it and he she was like hey show your cousin because like i said my cousin's the pastor and he was talking about the gays and stuff like that and like i said i started doing my digging and my homework on him and you know supposedly you know his follow he, they, they say his followers are brainwashed the people that go to church and i'm like no i you know it's really weird talking to people who are not church people and trying to get them to understand like yo we're not like that. There's some that are crazy. Like yeah. <laughs> There's some that are crazy. Like I said, I've known I I know people who go to church and they're like straight up super duper conservative and you know, some people they they don't dress very modern. They kind of dress like old school, you know, they dress in a certain way and stuff like that and it's like, okay, that's cool. I understand, but um you know the there i don't know like i said i like i'm said i'm really excited just like to pick his brain cuz like i said i want to get to know who he is and you know he's a hispanic so people are going to be like you know you're you're brainwashed you're whitewashed and you know and so and so and stuff like that you know yeah no yeah that would be interesting I, i'd probably ask him like why do you use such a derogative word that's what i'm going to ask him like i said i i need to write it out like i'm we're supposed to record monday um because i think he has his own podcast as well and of course, he does other things, and he does his uh, church services on Thursdays. And then Friday, he was busy, so I was like, "Okay, well, let's let's do Monday." So he's like, "Okay, so we're we're supposed to do it Monday." And I told my cousin, I was like, "Hey, do you want to like sit in or like be a part of this episode?" And he was like, "Yeah," because I told him about it. And he was like, "My cousin, you know, he he went to um, Baptist University, or whatever, and you know." pastoring and stuff like that but he got his like theology and my cousin's all in this and that so he knows a lot of stuff so right. he's like i would like to pick his brain too about it because like i said i've never heard anybody talk like that before but like i said uh, other sermons that i've heard from him are not as crazy as the ones that people have cherry picked and used a couple seconds of a clip to use against him you know I think that's what, so on social media, sorry, I'm eating. No, it's fine. It's, 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 I understand. I've been eating granola bars and pickles as we've been sitting here. <laughs> but um, I think that's like being on social media as people who share their faith and things like that. Like now we have things that can be edited out, edited in, you know, from different things. And as a pastor or a leader, like you have to be really, really careful um, to what's being put out there. Um, because I know, so I grew up in a Christian going to, listening to, um, Spanish speakers. Like that's what I went to mm-hmm. uh, up until recently. And, um, there was a pastor 
from Guatemala that they were using, it was him, it's him, but they were just cutting pieces of a sermon off to make him sound a certain way. Yeah. So um, whenever we would go to the conferences and he'd be there, he'd ask people not to record on their phones. Like he's like, if you want the preaching and things like that, I don't mind it. He's like, just buy it from the conference. He's like, don't record it, stuff like that, because this is what happens when people don't know how to edit, you know, mm-hmm. like, or they edit pieces out, like they make it seem horrible. So I think that like, you have to be careful with it's, it's um, like you said, it's only bits and pieces that people are getting. So I feel like they have to go for themselves and see like, okay, where did he say this? Um, why did he say it? And, and things like that. And it's like, I tell when people try to use the Bible um, against each other, you know, I'm like, when people try to use the Bible against me when I was younger, somebody told me like, hey, like, yeah, they can use scripture, but go back into the Bible, read the whole thing to see the context of it. Because, yeah, the Bible verse can be this, you know, and they can use it towards against you. But if you read the whole passage, it can have a whole different meaning that has nothing to do with you. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I told people, I'm like, if somebody tries to hit you with scripture, read the whole thing. Like, you know what? Let me go back and read exactly what scripture says, you know, because you're telling me like, well, well, you're not going to heaven because the Bible said this. If you, you know, if you don't acknowledge me in front of your friends, I'm not going to acknowledge you in heaven. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, that's not what God says, well, somebody told me that and they quoted that part of scripture. And I went back and I read it. And it was something totally different that had nothing to do with what was being said in that passage. So I think it's like, it's like you said, you want to get to know him, pick his brain. Why is he using things like such a a strong word that it's so offensive in a way, in any way. And um, I, I feel like that would be like, so like, what made, what makes you think this is right? You know, like, yeah. What if someone said, okay, you know, like you said, his Hispanic and they use a derogatory Hispanic word towards him. It's like, well, do you want somebody to talk to you like that? And things like that. So I think like as Christians, we have to approach people in a loving and compassionate way so they don't tag us like the rest of them. Like I see people on Facebook all the time attacking Christian. I'm like, whoa, like you can't always you know, tag us like that because there's a lot of us that aren't like that. It's like, there's a small portion of people who are judgmental, who, um, you know, just like to get, like you said, put their noses in people's business and things like that. I was like, but know that there's a big portion out there that are not like that, you know? Yeah. So be super careful. So I'm really interested to see and hear what he has to say. Yeah. Cause you, yeah, have you have you been to downtown like during like parades or something like that, and you see like those group of people where they have the picket signs, mm-hmm. those you know, and they have like you're going to hell, blah 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 blah, this and that, repent. Um, one time at Comic Palooza, which is at, at the George R. Brown, um, mm-hmm. I saw these people and they were talking, so I stood there, and, you know, the, the common person is gonna laugh and 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 joke around with these people, and you know, these people are serious. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you people are going to hell. You people need to repent and blah, 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 blah. So I was like, I told him, I was like, why are you coming so hard at these people? He was like, you know, 
this and this and that. And I'm like, but it says in the it says in the Bible we're supposed to be loving compassion. We're supposed to be as Jesus was. We are Christ like little Christ. Jesus wasn't all up in your face and telling you, yo, dude, you're you know, you need to do this and that. And he started going back and forth with me. And while they're going back and forth, people are watching, and I'm just like, I'm testing you. I'm like, dude, what do you why are you doing this? Why are you talking like this? And you know, overall, people kind of got okay. There, there are Christians, but there's two. There's different kinds, you know. And apparently, these two are on the same team, but different spectrums. And you know, I went up to them, and I'm like, hey, look, I don't. I'm not trying to be rude to you. I'm being very respectful. I was like, I'm a Christian myself, but I just wanted to see why you would talk like that and he's like you know brother it's just this and that i was like i get it but you know you're not gonna get through these people these people make fun of you these people laugh at you they they record you on their phones and you know um put you on social media and let's say look at these hypocrites look at these these horrible people and you know these are supposed to be christians they're supposed to be loving people and stuff like that so it's like you kind of make us look bad and he, you know and he was like you know it was just us like i get it he's like but you know we're on the same team i was like we have to go show these people compassion and love because if you don't then like i said they're if you come at them straight from the gate these people people are, get offended by everything people are just like why are you you know especially now yeah especially more now so it's kind of like we have to be careful what we say we have to be careful how we approach things because if we say one small thing they take that and run with it and it's like dang all of it for that just to be crumbled in pieces you know Mm -hmm, exactly yeah like the 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 cancel culture that we have now like it's ridiculous super ridiculous yeah it's it's dumb (laughs) and um but yeah i'm i'm intrigued to see what he has to say uh, like I said, I think a lot of people are. I wonder I, if he uses it as a tactic as like, let me catch your attention like this to try to draw people in. Mm-hmm. But that's not. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, um, a lot of people are interested. I've been hyping this episode up since February. And um, one of the guys, one of the podcasters on L.A., I had a, I did an episode with him. And, you know, he's been following him as well. And, you know, he was like, yeah, I followed his podcast, his, um, on his podcast, his Instagram too, and in the church, just to see what's up. And he was like, you know, he's a Christian as well. And he was like, I, I, you know, I just, I want to pick his brain. He's like, but that's cool that you got through to him and you're going to have him on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't think it's going to be where he's just going to be hard-headed, stubborn and be attacking. I was like, no, I say, look, I've came to him very respectfully, I, you know, hey, pastor, this is, you know, I'm so-and-so, and brother, so it's like, he knows what kind of person he's dealing with, and I can tell what kind of person I'm dealing with, because like I said, I don't see him as that kind of person that's just going to attack, you know, and I'm like, he's Hispanic too, so I'm like, we got that, and I'm like, hey, bro, just chill, you know, it's cool, but, you know, yeah, that's it, so like I said, it's going to be really interesting, I'm really excited to have him, you know, regardless of how the episode goes, um, People who already have this different point of view of him will now mm-hmm. see something different because, like I said, you see, you only see what you see online. You know, mm-hmm. the people that um, make fun of him, that talk crap about him, that talk crap about the church, the people that ruined his church, 
They don't sit down and talk to him. They don't sit down and get to know him. They're like, why do you say these things? Why do you, um, why do you do this? What does it say in the Bible that you can back it up and stuff like that? So, you know, judge was a judge, not lest you be judged. So, you know, why don't judge somebody. And then, you know, I always tell people like, I was like, I can't sit here and judge you for what you do because I'm not perfect and I'm not here to judge you what you do with your life it's between you and god but at the end of the day like i was like i'm here to help you i'm here to guide you i'm here to walk alongside you if you stumble and you fall like i'm gonna be right there with you because that's what life is about to be walk alongside you to hold you accountable to things that you want me to hold accountable um you know and i'm not gonna sit here make you feel bad about it because i'm not more i'm not perfect more perfect than you are and I was like, that's, that's what it is. I was like, I, I can't judge you. Like, I can't sit here and judge, like, you know, because we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. You know? So it's like, you, it's like you said, you can't sit here and judge them. So you, you sit down with them, you get to know them, pick their brains as to why they're, they're like this and things like that. So it's, it's pretty cool. Exactly. You know, and we never claim to be perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. I'm not, I'm far from perfect. And, Oh, wait, but, me? You know, but when people get to know me, it's kind of like, okay, he, you know, he's people think, and I think I've said this in a post before, people think that we're robots. People think that, you know, these people are just automatically supposed to be good. They're supposed to be this. They're supposed to be um, faultless. They're supposed to be everything perfect. And it's like, no, dude, I do the same things. I struggle with the same things just as you. We are, um, we're redeemed people, but we're still, we're sinners redeemed by grace. And it's like, mm-hmm. that yep. means that we still have to ask for forgiveness. We still have to do all these. It's just, just because we say, you know, and ask Christ to be in our lives doesn't mean that, like, yeah, we can do whatever we want. It's clean. It's yeah, cool. Yeah, he's, we ha- yeah. yeah. We have to regularly, daily have to pick up our cross and, take it with us but we also have to ask for forgiveness like hey look you know i fucked up just you know just i need your help you know and my walk has been a lot better since i started going to my cousin's church because um like i said i grew up in church my whole life i know the bible i knew this and that you know i got saved at a very young age but things didn't start clicking to me when i got till i got older and i was like you know it's not like oh okay i finally understand no it's kind of like okay this is where it's been my whole life this is just more clarified because you know when growing up as a kid some passages and some stories don't mean a whole lot to you you know because like i said i've heard tons of sermons and they're never going some of them just weren't um directed towards me there was, I was like, okay, I don't get that. Okay, I was like, yeah, I know you're giving me God's word, but it's like, I can't do anything with that, you know? So, but when I, like I said, when I got older, I started hearing things more and started noticing things more. And then, like I said, my family, we're, we go to church, you know, and this and that. So, um, it's kind of like, okay, I got it. I finally get it. So, my walk has been better and um I still stumble like regular people do, you know, but it's like, okay, you know, 
my attitude's been a lot better. When I used to work, when I first started working at, where at my job, I would always be, like, stressed out. I would always be, like, worrying to a point where, like, my I started getting more gray hair. Like, I started, like, when I went to the doctor, my doctor's like, well, what the hell? You're so stressed out. Your heart rate's going up and this and that. And I was like, it's because my job. But after a while, I started just like, you know what? I can't do anything about this. I was like, why am I going to stress out so much? Um, so, like I said, I started give just like, hey, look, you deal with this. It's up to you. I'm just the, here. The Carrie Underwood song started playing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's so cliche and it's so, you know, overused, but it's true. I was just like, hey, look, go ahead. I, you know, because as a person, as me, I like to take control. I need to plan things. I have to do this. I got to do this. I have to do it this way to a point where it's like, you know what? You know, yeah, if it happens, every, it happens. Everybody is like that. You know, we have to have control of our lives and things. And um, whenever we give our life to Christ and things like that, like we lose that control and we lose the momentum that we're going in and how things uh, how the pace moves because it switches from it's my time when I want it to the it moving to God's timing whenever he wants it. And whenever we don't see um, the, the, how God works in his time and his perfect time. And in his way, we're like, um, God, are you even listening to me? Or are you even there? You know, it's when people start to question, but it's like, uh, God isn't always going to answer our prayers or what we ask for in that moment. And sometimes he may not even answer it at all, you know, and we have to learn how to be okay with that. You know, it's, uh, we, we all have problem with control. And that's one thing that I definitely struggle with. And it's like, it's like you said, like we all struggle differently. And it's like you said, we have to um, pick up our cross every day and ask for that forgiveness because one way or another, there's somewhere that we stumble in between our day alone, you know? And, um, and it's like you said, it is by grace that we're saved. And the Bible says that it is by grace that we've been saved so that no one can boast. Like I'm not, because I received Christ, I'm not better than you. I'm not higher than you. You know, I am just as low as equal as you. And some people don't get that. Like, because I accepted Christ, I have to be perfect. I have to be this way. Like, no, the Bible, nowhere in the Bible does it say I'm going to be perfect. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that I have to be this way. It it says that I have to be Christ-like, but Christ died for a reason. And it wasn't because for me to be perfect, like he knew past, present, and future that if, that was the reason for, for, you know, for my life to be perfect. And what was the whole reason for Christ dying? Christ's death would have been empty, yeah. you know, like it was just would have been an empty death. So it, it's like, no, in fact, the Bible tells us that we're going to face, you know, harder situations because we believe in him and people are going to laugh at us and ridicule us. But at the end of the day, it's like, Hey, like I'm doing this for a purpose, whether you take it or leave it, that's, on you yeah it's like people people assume that like 
we get like this VIP card and we're, we enter into this country club, Christian country club. And you know, everything is supposed to be lottie dotty perfect. And I'm like, no dude, it says in the Bible, we will deal with, with trials and tribulation, but it's all a test. It's all like, can you, can you take the heat? You know, there's people I've dealt with, not dealt with, but I, there's people I've gone to church with my whole life. They, say the prayer they accept christ they go to church they you know and then when things start getting bad they start like crumbling a little bit and instead of asking for help and saying look i need help i need to do this they kind of revert back to their old life and then just stop going to church but it's like i've gone through the trials i've gone through the tribulations i've had people make fun of me i've had people laugh at me because of what I say. I have people talk about my religion. I, I, people do that all the time online. You know, there's there's groups uh, that I've joined, like this, there's this pop punk group that I have. And there's there are Christians on there, you know, that like pop music, like Blink-182 and whatnot. And this one girl was looking for other Christian friends or other Christian members on there. And people laughed at her and people said all these things and you know and i could see that she was kind of like down about it because she was like i was just looking for more friends and i had told her i was like hey look you know what's going on you know what we have to deal with um but don't let that bother you and bring you down it's like there's a lot of people that were good and were like yeah you know hey i'm i'm a believer i'm this and that you know and i think that kind of lifted her spirits up but you know, when you, when you say stuff like that and you try to find more people, people are just going to make fun of you. But like I said, I've dealt with those before. And to a point now where it's like, okay, I'm cool. You know, I don't, yeah, people can make fun of me, whatever. But okay, yeah, you know. Especially like in the workplace, I had that happen to me in one work area. It's like, well, aren't you Christian? Aren't you supposed to be goody two shoes? And I'm like, no, like I'm not, like I'm far from that. You know, like where, where in the, bible does it say that i'm miss perfect or that i'm going to be perfect and things like that i'm like it would make me so mad i was like you're expecting me to be this perfect person when it's not like that exactly it it would make me but then it's like you said like after a while you just get so used to it like they tell me and i'm like what you know and it's like i can imagine like people in the bible there's like whatever dude just can you imagine how noah felt when he was telling them (laughs) Like, hey, there's going to be a great rain. You know, it's going gonna, gonna to rain and we're all going to flood and get in the boat. Like he was, you know, building a boat when it had been years since the last time it rained. And I, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done if I was him. I would be like, you know, know, yeah, it just it's like it's a warning. And you're just telling people and people don't listen, you know. And like I said, now. I started like integrating more of my faith and stuff like that. You know, I'll tell people like this and that. And I know people look at me differently and I'm like, if you don't like it, Hey, that's, that's me. That's, that's part of my personality. I'm going to talk about this stuff on here on my podcast, you know, but that doesn't mean that I'm better than it. You know, like you said, where is this in the Bible? Nobody, it doesn't say nowhere that we're supposed to be perfect. And supposed to, I don't know where in society or when did that start? When people started to think they were better than everybody. Because, like I said, it's funny because even with last year, with the whole um, Trump supporters, you know, they're like, all these Trump supporters are supposed to be Christian and this and this. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like, yo, that doesn't 
that those two don't correlate together. That's like, right. yeah, there's a lot of us that are, and yeah, a lot of us that did vote for the guy, but we're not like those crazy people. Yeah, those are not, crazy people. Not them. <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, one thing that I enjoyed, I enjoy a lot. Um, uh, so, like I said, I go to the porch on Tuesdays. One thing that has always stuck with me that they've said is the Bible doesn't talk about perfect people. The Bible, it talks about imperfect people used by a perfect God. And I was like, oh, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I've never thought about it that way. It's like, where in the Bible does it talk about God chose a perfect person? No one in that Bible was perfect. Abraham wasn't perfect. He was selling his wife, was, you know, selling his wife and saying that was his sister. Then Noah, you know, he, he was obedient up until, you know, but he, they, they got him drunk and he slept with his, I think like one of his daughters or something like that. King David um, slept with a married woman, you know, and King Solomon, his downfall was women. So it's like, there's a lot of imperfect. There's a lot of people that yeah. have done a lot of stuff. But, you know, that's funny because people, um, they're like, you know, I can't read it. There's no, And I'm like, dude, look at these people. And most of the time, it's always temptations. It's always lust. And it's always, you know, Songs like. Of, Songs of Solomon, literally rated R. <laughs> It's yeah, like- <laughs> I've heard. I, yeah, I have. It's you know, it's funny too, because like I said, I I joined like these Christian meme pages and Christian pages. You know, just so like I'm like, okay, there's other groups like that out there, and yeah. a lot of them will like they'll take a passage and they'll like make a meme of it, and I'm like, what does that mean? And they're like, oh, it means this, and I'm like, oh. What? So the so quick little promo. The porch did a whole series on that book it's literally a small it's it's a small book inside of the bible and it's a romance letter and it's it they say that they weren't men or women they weren't allowed to read it until the age of 30 i believe um 30 or married Mm -hmm. one of the two and because whenever you obviously like if you don't get the context and things like that of um of marriage like or what it's saying you're like what what are they saying but it's called rated r for romance and it talks about dating and things like that so they go um, in the book and they break it down as to what it's talking about and i'm like oh my god i was like what are they saying that like they're not supposed to be talking about that that's so shameful but they they do such a great job about it but yes the bible does have obviously the the beginning of it it's kind of boring but you get your war, you get your history, you get your love, you get your lust. And it's like, you have just to sit down and read it, yeah. you know? And I think my favorite part about the Bible is that in the New Testament, obviously Jesus is present. Jesus is present throughout the whole thing. But in the New Testament, we see him, right? And we get to hear about him and what he has to say. But I like that you get his sense of humor, and it's like people, society have this mentality that God is so serious and he's this, this and this. And I'm like, no, like God literally has a sense of humor. Like you not only do I see it in the Bible, but I see it in people's life. I'm like, I was like that, that, that was funny. Like, I, I get you God. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, if he didn't, we would be kind of boring people. You know, we were 
you know, when he made us, he made us in his image. So it's like we inherited, you know, from whatever he liked. So I'm like, he had to have some kind of, I mean, look at the stuff that he made. I mean, some of the stuff he's probably like, yeah, you guys probably wouldn't understand it for another couple thousand years, but you'll get it when you get it, you know? And it's, <laughs> but like I said, it's people, people look at us and they're like, you know, what do they have that is so, like I thought about this. It was like people look at us on the outside and they're like, why are these people so happy? Why do they have people go through all these stress things, but they're just okay with it. And I was like, dude, you clearly don't understand what we have. We have something that is so, it's so, it's obtainable, but it's like, dude, it's like gold. And it's like, it's free gold for everybody, but it's better than gold. It's, it's so something that, it's like I said, it's free. But people don't take it. Yeah. And it's like you it sits in your hand. It, like it's there. It's like if they were to clearly set out a big table of delicious, delicious food and you can comp- and there's no sign on there that says it's free. It's like, so do I grab it? Do I not? Nah, let me not grab it. Let's just keep going, you know? And it's like it's so free, like it's free and it makes you feel free. And it's like if you don't sit down and the, the way that I like to explain that aspect, it's like it, when people are like, well, I don't know what to say or how to pray. And it's like, it's not, God is not asking you for a perfect prayer. You know, he's asking you to dialogue with him, to talk to him as if you're talking to your best friend. Yes. He knows your life. Yes. He knows what's coming for you or what you've done. I was like, but he still wants to hear it. You know, he still wants to know that you're struggling. Like he wants you, he wants that relationship. You're not going to build a relationship of, you know, just walking by and not doing anything because you don't do that with your best friend, right? Something happens to you, you directly, or you text your best friend or you call your best friend and you spend time with them and you get to know him and you build that relationship. So it, it, I was like, imagine that, imagine like you're talking to your best friend. I was like, only, you know, he may or may not respond. Some people hear his voice and some people don't and I was like but just because he doesn't respond in that moment doesn't mean he's not there listening you know and it's like literally your salvation is free you don't have to work for it you I mean can you imagine like it's crazy to sit here and imagine that because I don't know if you've heard but I, I like murder mysteries Jeffrey Dahmer the somebody who literally killed people and ate them accepted Christ in jail. Like, can you imagine a heaven where Jeffrey Dahmer is there because he accepted Christ? I'm like, dang, that's crazy to me. Like he, he was a legit murderer, but because he accepted Christ, he's there. And I'm like, there's going to be a lot of surprising people we see. And they're like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> like, am I in the wrong? This is the wrong place. And it's like, no, <laughs> but you know, it, it's crazy. It, like I said, all we have to do, it, you know, we have to be an example. We have to be, you know, with the world that we're living in, it's we're literally close to ending. You know, it's 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 closing time almost for us. But it's like even though it's the clock is counting down, we still have our job. We still need to go and we need to preach and tell these people about Christ. We have to win as many souls as we can, but we have to have to share the love of Christ as well. Because people need to hear it. 
you know, and I was, I think I heard somewhere where it's like, well, what about the people, like the indigenous people that have never met anybody else? And I was like, they have to have hear it, you know, somehow, some way. If they reject it, they're rejected. But, you know, not everybody is going to get to go to heaven, you know, because just that's just how it is. Some people reject it, but that's their own free will, you know. And, well, like I said, our job is to spread the gospel, you know, try to win souls, but also share more love if we can. As much yeah, love as we can, because, like I said, in this world right now, it, we need it. We need we need to show people because, like I said, people view us as think we're perfect. We think we're this. We think we're that. And I was like, no, dude, I'm a regular person. That's why people ask me. They're like, why do you why are you so like unfazed by things now? And I was like, because I'm cool now. I'm good. It's like I used to stress out about it. But until I just gave it to God, I'm like, hey, you can deal with it. You got it. You know, and there's so many doors that he's opened for me and things that he's done for me just because I let him take care of it, you know. And like with this podcast, you know, I'm just, hey, look, I'm here to talk. Do what you do. And I've literally started meeting more people that have been helping out my podcast so it's like okay by me more people and people think like me and this and that i could use my platform you know and just it's just like i said as soon as you give up everything and you just let him take care of it it's all easy from there you know you will still have to deal with things but they're not as bad you know yeah, exactly i mean not as bad in the sense that like oh we know who's gonna take care of it we know our outcome at the end of the day, no matter how big or how small our situation is. But, um, but it's like I said, like, the Bible never talks about us having an easy, breezy life. Like, we're going to face trial and tribulations. In fact, like, that, those trials and tribulations, I, they, we face them more because that taste, test our faith, you know, that test to see where we're at and how much are we going to trust him to take over. And, um, and uh, let him win that battle. You know, like he that battle's already won. It's just a matter of fact of surrendering it and how much are we willing to? Because it, it's like we hold on to things, but it's like ah, uh, you know, it's like a a string. Yeah. God has it on one end, and we have the other. And it's like you know, we're holding on to it, but then we're like, all right, you know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna give you some. But it's like no, God wants the whole thing. So hey, God, here there you here go. it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's it's a matter of putting trust and putting mm -hmm. just everything on the table, all the chips, all the cards, and just you know, hey, you got it. I'm you know, um, I'm here. Uh, you do what you do. Uh, wherever you tell me to go, I'll go. Tell me what you want me to do. I got it. You know, like I said, I put my whole faith and I put my trust and I put everything into to God's hands because, like I said, who am I? I'm just I'm a human you know, at fault with, with a lot of things. And, you know, like I said, I'm the person that's, I got to plan this. And I'm like, why am I planning something when I know it might not go as I plan it? So I'm like, nah, I'm not going to plan it anymore. Just like, Hey, look, if you have something for me, I'm, I'm good for it. Just tell me, you know, if you, if, you know, whatever it is, you know, even though it's going to come to a point in time, some somewhere down the line where, our faith is really going to be tested, you know, with, um, you know, like our, 
our brothers and sisters that on the on the other sides of the world, like in China and and Russia, where people literally die for their faith. You know, exactly. at some point in time, that will automatically have to be. I mean, hopefully, not one. You know, sooner or later, but um, where we will have to be de- dealing with the same precautions. You know, like hey, you know, either you deny or you know, we're gonna have to kill you, and it's like. Hey, dude, I'm already going to die anyways. My new just, just, hey. You know, and it's funny, too, because um, with the whole COVID thing, I, I joke about it. I know how serious it is, but I joke about it. People are kind of like, well, what happens if you get it? And I'm like, if I get it and I die, hey, um, that, that's just the plan. That I'm, You know, that's how I was supposed to go. And, then you know, I'm accepting of it. I'm cool of it. It's like. If I'm supposed to die of COVID at this age, okay. Hey, I lived a good life. I did what I wanted to do. Uh, I'll see y'all later, you know. Yeah. Catch me on the flip side. Y'all want to see me see y'all up there. You know, but it's 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 exciting. You know, I wish um, the the image of, of us, you know, as Christians just wasn't the way it is now. But um, like I said, we need to be better more better example than we are, you know, and hopefully when people listen to this, people would be like, okay, yeah, you know, they're, I was wrong about them. They're just normal people, you know, but, um, they're, they have something that's obtainable that is free that, you know, it's not like, well, you have to join this club and you have to do this, you know, like with so much money, like with like, like I'm not, throwing shade at anybody but like with the catholicism you know you have to um go and do this you have to do these these classes and stuff like that like me, like me and steph had this conversation one time she was like why you guys why is it like when you guys go to church and you know, somebody feels convicted and they get saved and then that's it i was like well it's not necessarily like that it's like there's people that come and that happens for them, but there's some people that will keep continue to keep coming, and it hasn't happened for them, and it might take a couple of days, a couple of months, a couple of years for them to finally acknowledge and be, get saved, you know. And then after you get saved, you have to, you know, go to uh, classes and start reading the Bible and learn about your faith and stuff like that. And, and with Catholics, it's the opposite. They start doing that way young, and up till. I think they understand it, and that's when they make their confession, and they have their whole little thing. So we, she didn't understand it, and I had to like tell her, I'm like, it's literally reverse, and it's like we don't have to go and do these classes. We, it's just like when you know, you know, and then after that, it's like okay, now that you're saved, here's your book. Go ahead and learn what you need to learn. We have classes for you, and yeah, you know, small, you know, small group devotionals. Um, what's it called? Um, small groups, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, so you you're learning on the way. You yeah. know, it's not like okay, let me prepare, and then because you know, there's some people that that'll go through, you know, classes and stuff like that. And then just never acknowledge it. They're just like, yeah, I went to church and, you know, I did the whole classes, but, you know, but it, it's kind of like a, it's not a waste of time for them, but it's like, it's not necessarily how it goes. And they also believe that, like, um, 
you have to do certain amount of work to, you know, to have that in order to get to heaven. And I've always asked my mom, and again, like he said, we're not throwing any shade or, or things like that. It's just, I always wondered, I was like, mom, like, why is it that they pray to saints or to the Virgin Mary when in fact, the Bible tells us not to pray anything that's man-made um, and things like that. Like, um, why are they making these saints a priority versus going straight to God? And, um, you know, because Jesus made that way, you yeah. know? Um, and she was like, you know, I, I don't know. And it's like you said, I, I joined groups and things like that. Um, there's one called the Abide Tribe, which is um, solely for women. Um, and there's women there who are fully Christians and there are women's there who are Catholic, which is fine. Um, and so at the beginning, there was a lot of women that were looking for Catholic women, you know, to get together and things like that. Um, and one of them said that it was to, that they use the saints as interceders, like they intercede for their prayer. And I'm like, why do, why do you need for somebody to intercede for your prayer? If God literally tells you, you can pray directly to him. But of course, like I wasn't going to get in that argument with them or, or things like that, because that wasn't my place. Yeah. But, um, it's like that, that verse that I quoted earlier, I was like, look, I want to quote it, but I also don't want to quote it wrong. So in Ephesians two, eight through nine, it says, for it is by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a, it is the gift of God. And it's like you were saying, it's a gift. You take it. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. Jesus paid for it by dying on, on the cross, not by work so that no one can boast. So we can't, there's no amount of work that we can do or sit here and, and say like, oh, this is going to get me to heaven. It's like, no, it, it, it's not like you doing good works and being a good person is not going to get you into heaven. Like, that's not what God says. Like accepting Jesus is what's going to get you to heaven. And and it's a lot that I, I like, you know, I, I talk about too. I'm like, we literally don't have to do anything except Christ. The only thing that is asked of us is we preach about Christ and we preach the gospel and we make disciples. And then those disciples go out and do the same thing. And we're, that's all it is. It's nothing hard. He's not asking you to do 20 jumping jives, 50 pushups, nothing, <laughs> you yeah. know? Uh, that's why I always, I never understood. Like I've known people who are Catholic. I've, I've gone to mass with stuff before and I'm just like, no, you don't have, like, like I said, we've had conversation where I'm like, you don't have to do work. So it's like the only thing you really necessarily have to do is just study get into the word, learn about it, but also tell other people about it. You know, once you tell them, pe those people, they accept and then they're going to go tell more people. And then, you know, like it's when Jesus said, literally go out and spread the word, you know, that's what the disciples did. And yeah, and that's what literally we're called to do. And it, that's necessarily all we have to do. We just got to go spread it and then continue to live it. By faith and in our in our faith, you know, and all that, and just there's no like, oh, we got to go to meet the fa meet Father so and so and confess and this and that, and, and I'm like, you know, yeah, I always, I was like, yeah, my friend, I had a friend, my old neighbor, in fact, she was um, Catholic, and she would take me to their classes and things like that, and 
I remember like the t- her teacher was like, well, what do you know about the Virgin Mary? And I was like, she was just the mother of Jesus. And she was like, and do you know why she's important? I was like, I mean, she was just used as an instrument, you know, to bring Jesus. And that's it. I was like, she wasn't a virgin her whole life. She had other kids after that. She was literally, she like, yeah. <laughs> she looked at me kind of crazy, like, <laughs> that's not what we say around here. <laughs> I was like, mm. it's literally, she was, like, oh, yeah, she, she was just this. She was just a vessel. I mean, she was really an yeah. important, she was very important to yeah. the story, but what was more important what was inside, you know, and it's funny, you know, people will like, they, they pray to her and this and that. Like when I went, they all have like this, uh, I guess certain time during mass where they turn to the, the statue. And, um, I was like, wait, what are we turning to? And I'm like, why are you praying to her? And I'm like, yo, she, she's probably like, like that. She's like, it's like, we got to do with this again. Come on. You know, but yeah. like I said, she was very important to the story, to everything. But yeah, like you she, said, she didn't. She wasn't a virgin her whole life. She had other kids. He had brothers. You know, James. James is literally a. Uh, uh, we we just went through this in the porch. James is one of his younger brothers. You know, and he's he has the whole book in the Bible that talks about him, and it's like he has he. There weren't his full blooded brothers. Obviously, there were his half brothers, but it's like we have to be careful in a sense like again we're not bashing any religion or anything like that it's just like our 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 thoughts and this has always been our thoughts so if there's somebody out there that you know obviously inform us because half of my family is quote-unquote catholic but they only go when you know important events christmas Uh, easter yeah christmas (laughs) easter or weddings you know and um so I, my cousin would always say her Hail Marys and, you know, pray the Lord's Prayer, which we do. We pray the Lord's Prayer. And I think um, what we do, I don't know if your cousin church does it. I know my church does it. And the other, the church that uh, hosts the porch does where they have the Last Supper where they do the bread or that little circle thing. Yeah, we, we, we have our, we have our communion. We do that like once at the beginning of the first Sunday of the month in now, since it's COVID, they come in like little packets. So yeah. each, each one of us gets a packet. So we, we do the we do the Lord's Supper. Yeah, and, and for them, the Lord's Supper, the the last the the communion, they can't do it unless you've done the classes. Yeah. And for us, if you've accepted Christ, you can take the Lord's Supper. So I I like I said my my neighbor, she used to take me with her, and her teacher used to well, why don't you come and learn? And I'm like, no, like I already have a church. Like I was just dragged, you know, I was just asked to come. And so whenever they would do the communion, I wouldn't be able to go up there because obviously I didn't have the classes and things like that. And it's like, um, I feel like the, the, when you find the right community, it's including like, Hey, like you don't have to go through all these steps, come, you know, and be part of us. Like there's always going to be bad people and there's always going to be good people. It's just finding where you where the lord wants to have you not where you feel comfortable but where the lord wants you and things like that and i feel like the community that i have now obviously there's been very trial and error and things like that i make friends and then you know it's a whole thing but it's where i feel like i belong where i feel like i have found my community brought them in and they've walked alongside of me 
and shown me, like you said, my faith has grown since I met them and um, things like that. It hasn't worked out for many people, but I'm like, hey, like it hasn't wherever you were in your life that hasn't worked out for you. I'm still here for you. Um, I don't judge. Like I said, I don't judge them. And it's like whatever you need, I'm here to serve you and be your friend. Like, you know, I don't want you to do this life alone because we're not meant to do it alone. You know, we're exactly. Like, we're supposed to have like our accountability partner. So, yeah. but you know, like my cousin always says, he's like, when, when you meet somebody that's like maybe who believes in, in uh, who's a Buddhist or a Muslim or an atheist or, or whatever, he said, it's always smart to know about their religion too, because mm-hmm. You know, uh, atheists will you know use whatever excuse they can do and throw it at you, but it's like if you th- if you can think like them, and then kind of like okay, well if you you think this way, but it's actually this way, so let me show you this why you're wrong. The same thing like with a Muslim or a Buddhist or whatever else. If we can think like the other, and then still have our other thinking and use that to help them, it's like my cousin said, it's using that that state of mind to help them out as well. Cause you know, they, it's really weird dealing with people who are agnostic or they're atheists because they used to be former Christians. And it's like, dude, you're never former, <laughs> you know, it's like once you accept it, it, you can't like, it's no take back. It's no taking back. You know, it's just whatever that you're going through, in your life, you know, and whatever little whispers you heard in your ear, it took you into that direction. And it's like, but there are people that you meet along your way that God has put there. That's like, hey, look, go back. You know, it's not what you think. But a lot of those people, they go to church and sometimes they're, like I said, they're former Christians or they're just were never saved at all. Yeah. Yeah, because I've, I've had friends that used to go to church and they're like, well, now I'm an atheist. And I'm like, well, what happened in your life that, you know, it had to be that way. And it was like, oh, it's a lot of do's and don'ts. And I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) Christian literally means be a Christ follower. You know, like you're supposed to follow Christ. The Bible is just the guide as to how you're supposed to live your life. Like if you fall short in between any of those, like, um, you're not going to die. You're not going to go to hell. You know, God is not going to love you any less. Um, in fact, like God is going to love you more because you're broken. You need him and, and things like that. And I was like, and it's not about the do's and the don'ts. And it's like, well, no, you can't drink. And I was like, where in the Bible does it say that I can't drink? Like it says that you're not supposed to get drunk. Like if you're duly solely for the purpose to, to get drunk, then it's, it, it's a problem. You know, like I'm like, I mean, I, I, I drink, I sit here and have a, a just one or two and that's it. You know, like I, I don't push myself to the limit to where I'm going to be blacked out drunk, you know? And, um, I'm like the, the Bible doesn't tell you to do that. I was like, no, you're just, now you're just nitpicking the things that you don't want, you know, that there aren't aligning with the life that you want, you know? Exactly. And, and it's like, it's got, I mean, what can I tell you? Like, it's a guide. The Bible is a guide of what has happened when sin is involved. I was like, but because God came, I mean, Jesus came to die for us. All of that is redeemed. Of course, it doesn't mean that, like, oh, go and do whatever the heck you want. But um, 
it means, hey, I'm, I don't know. Like, I guess people don't get that concept that whenever you fall short, God is still going to love you regardless. Um, you know, it's like God still loves the people inside of the church, but he's going to fight harder for the people who are broken, who, for the people who have stumbled. God is not going to meet you halfway in your walk. God is going to meet you right where you're at. Like, if you're way over here and you see God way on the other side, like, God is literally going to walk to you yeah. and come to you and pick you up and be like, hey, you know, let's go, man. Like, you you fell? That's all right. You know, shake it off and let's keep walking. You know, he's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. Nothing God is not going to shame you for what you've done. He's not going to condemn you because all of the, all he does is love. Like the love that he has for us. It's so like, we're never going to understand. Like I always ask myself like, man, God, like I screw up day in and day out. And yet you still love me for me. Like you created me in your image and you knew that I was going to fall, but still like, what makes you love me so much? Like, as a person, as a human, I don't feel that way. I don't feel like I deserve that love, but yet you still give it to me. And it's like, it's always going to be that way. And I don't know. I feel like people need to understand that, that God is never God, no matter how far you run, he's going to run faster to chase you. And, or he's going to, he's going to wait until you realize and you put up your hands and you're like, all right, this is it. You know, like I've had enough nothing in this world is ever going to satisfy me and it's only going to be jesus and it's like you know god is like all right cool this is what i've been waiting for let's go (laughs) you know and like you were saying the dudes people like the do's and don'ts and i'm like i've been in church where people have said the do's and don'ts you know you're not supposed to drink you're not supposed to um curse you're not supposed to do drugs you're not supposed to have sex before marriage you're not supposed to as like you know we're human beings we're gonna do that you know and it's like yeah we, we nowhere in the bible says we're not we can't it's like we're not supposed to get drunk because once you get drunk uh, all your your mind is different you're you know so you have a clouded mind yeah it's a clouded mind you're 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 um you're, you need to be sober and and vigilant, you know, because you got to look out. So if you're drunk and you're just, you're going to do things that you're not supposed to. And, you know, I've, like I said, I've done, I've dealt with people with the do's and don'ts. And I was like, like I said, that one of the guys at that church we were going to, he was like, you know, you had sex before marriage. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I mean, so did your wife, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's like, but you don't tell her anything. And it's like, when if you can follow those rules, hey man, kudos! You had the 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 extra strength, you know, um, coin where it helped you like not have sex before marriage because it's hard for a lot of people, you know, in this oh, yeah, day and age. Sure. But like, just because you did it doesn't mean that it makes you any less of a Christian or makes your faith any less than anybody else's it's just like okay i did it it happened i was like dude there's probably tons of people in the bible have done that before and it's kind of like yes and we we look up to these people and it's just like uh well they kind of did the same thing but like i said Um, there is no yeah (laughs) there are do's and there are don'ts but it's not like if you do this you're this it's invalid you're you're uh 
um, Salvation of the Valley. It's just like, hey, yeah, there are guidelines. It's like this and this and this and this. Okay, if you mess up, okay, let's whatever. Just, you know, ask for forgiveness. Just try not to do it again. And if you fall, you keep doing it, you keep doing it. But after a certain time, it's kind of like, okay, you need to find the root of why you keep doing this. So then you won't do it later on. But yeah, yeah people people have to, I think we as Christians, we need to all kind of come together and be like, hey, look, we need to get rid of these stereotypes about us because um, it's not making us look any better, you know? And it's just like, we're trying to reach people. How are we going to reach people when people think that we're country club snobs that think that we're better than everybody? And I'm like, no, that's not true, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I know. And it's, that's what I try to tell people, like, we're not all the same. Uh, I'm sorry that you um, felt, you know, you've been in bad places and bad churches and things like that. Um, you know, but the people, you know, this doesn't define who God is at the end of the day. You know, um, God is not some snob or like I said, he's not going to condemn you or shame you for what you've done in the past. Um, it's all about talking to him and letting him, giving it to him. Um, and it's like you said, it's like, if you keep repeating the same sin, it's like, Hey, find accountability, find the root of where this is coming from, take care of it, bring community in. And, you know, your community is going to walk, your solid community is going to walk alongside you and help you move forward, um, from not falling again in the future and, and things like that. And, I don't know. It's just letting people in, let people, the right people in because of course like you can't tell a lot of people your story because there's going to be people that are going to take it and run with it and then paint this whole image of you but um there are going to be people who need to hear your story it's like you said you know um like you said at the beginning where I'm not too sure if I want to do that it's like no yes do it because you're using your platform to um, bring people who were probably need to hear your story. Cause I know the Christian YouTuber that I watched whenever I heard her story, sadly, it's not on um, YouTube anymore. Well, the part that I heard the, at that time that she was going through, um, uh, she took it down uh, because she was like, Oh, like she was crying and things like that. And um, she's like, I'm going to take it down. I just don't know when. And eventually she did. Um, but now she has a podcast and she's super great. And she talks about part of her story. She talks about her story there. Um, because for me, like I said, I volunteer at the porch and I'm part of the prayer team and there's people that come up there with such heavy stuff, um, that you're like, Oh wow. You know, but for me, God has always shown me or brought me people to pray for. It's either something that I've already gone through or something that I just finished going through. And I keep in touch with those people because it's like, oh, I've already experienced this or I'm going through it. So let's either walk alongside with each other, hold each other accountable, or hey, like I already went through this. Let me show you how I overcame this and I'm going to be here for you. So it's showing that love and respect and being peaceful. Um, Like you said, unify as one and break down those barriers and their stereotypes because whenever we screw up in society it's like well no now they're all like that it's like no we're not we're not all like that exactly you know 
But yeah, people hear this. Like I said, maybe it'll it'll open their eyes and be like, oh man, maybe I was wrong, you know. But that's it, that's the whole point. Like I said, me. Just like I said, that's why I, I think it was pretty cool to have you on here because it's like we're both Christians and we both have same point of views and we both can talk to each other about things like that because we understand it and we can clarify and make it easier for whoever's listening to be like they have this negative uh, connotation. Uh, connotation of what Christians are and then they listen to us and they're like, oh, okay, well, maybe they're not bad because... I just joined TikTok. I just joined TikTok. And for like a long time, I was talking crap about TikTok. But I found <laughs> but I found a lot of Christian TikTokers, TikTok, whatever, you know, people who do TikTok. And it's really refreshing seeing some of these people because they break it down to for them easier. And it's like, look, we're just normal people. We, you know, it's not this religion that we subscribe to. It's it's a lifestyle you know and one guy like you were saying that people got hurt by the church and it's like hey look we're sorry that that happened but it's not jesus that hurt you it's humanity that hurt you we're we're, we're horrible people humans are horrible people in general they hurt you jesus didn't hurt you so don't take it out on him and be like well god you you this and this it's like no dude just the people that you know, um, I've dealt with that before where I've had people who are like, you know, I don't like your church because they're, they're rude. And I'm like, look, those people are rude. It's like, we're not all rude, but it's like, don't take that out on you possibly starting a relationship with Christ because so-and-so was bad. You know, like, for example, the church we used to go to a long time ago, we were there for 10 years. We I grew up there. You know, I have a cousin who I'm not going to say his name, but the pastor would kind of like, hey, man, you, you know, you need to stop doing that. He would convict him and my cousin didn't like it. And to a point to where um, my cousin would like kind of not believe in, you know, like I said, we're church, we're Christians in our family. But my cousin would like kind of just like not care what our pastor uses or ex-pastor. And he would just be like, you know, I, I can't stand him. He thinks that he's better. And I'm like, dude, he's kind of like telling you, you know, maybe you need to get out of what you're doing. And he was like, no, that's why I don't want to go to church and this and that. And I was like, well, don't take it out on oh, God. God didn't do nothing to you. It's just the person. And like I said, we're different. There's not all of us are the same, you know. And it sucks that people see it that way and they're like, you know, that's why they become atheist or agnostic or they turn to a different religion. Uh, you know, they turn to a certain religion because they say God hurt them or Jesus was in this. Like, no, it's just people hurt you. God didn't do anything. You know, it. I know it looks bad because you're like, oh, these are like you said, we've been saying for this whole episode, Christians, we're Christians. And we don't sometimes we don't walk the walk or we don't talk to talk. And that makes us look bad, and then people are just like, "Well, I don't want to be a part of that." And it's like, "No, dude, it's it. What we believe in is so much different than how those people are. Those, those people are just assholes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Plain and simple. You can't really just go around it. Some people are just assholes. It okay. sucks, but that's it, you know. Yeah, it's like we face people who have different views than us 
but it's like when it comes to this, I don't even want to say that Christ, being a Christian is, like I said, it's not mainly a religion. It's more uh, being a Christ follower. That's how I've learned to view it now um, because religion brings, it's all about the do's and the don'ts. You know, it's like we said, it's about being strict and, you know, and if you don't do this, you're not going to get to heaven. If you do that, you're going to go to hell. It's like, no, you know, and um, it's not about that, you know, and it, I don't know, just bringing people in, giving them clarity and not being afraid to tell them, hey, you know, there's there's a God and things like that. Like I've had people, I've had somebody who was like, well, what are you going to do if what you're believing in is a lie? I'm like, man, I would rather spend my life believing in this and be wrong and there be nothing than not believing at all. And there is the then you know, finding out there's a higher power and I did my whole life completely wrong, you know, because then now I'm doomed for the rest of eternity. And it's like, I would rather do it that way than, you know, doing it the wrong way. And it it sucks that some people go from, you know, believing to not believing at all. I've met some really great people and things like that, that are like, oh, well, I don't believe in that because, you know, X, Y, Z. And, you know, they know the Bible inside and out. And I'm like, dang, like, dude, like, you know so much, like, what happened that you don't want to believe anymore? And it's like, well, because, you know, my sister, you know, is such a good person and a great follower. And, you know, she's sick. She cried. God gave her this. And I was like, but wait, is your sister mad? about this like did your sister is your sister mad because she's having to go through this and no well then why are you mad what is it they always use that excuse yeah and i'm like no it's not your business it's not you know you it's not yours to be mad about you know i was like if your sister's not mad then why are you mad exactly it's like you know like with my grandmother she you know she got sick she ended up losing her leg but she never complained she was just like okay you know and it never once shook my face because i was like okay you know it's i'm not mad at god because he's doing this to my grandmother and it's like you know hey it's just that's a part of life she's getting older things happen you know when she passed i didn't i wasn't mad i was just like okay i know where she is um this was supposed to happen I spent my time with her and it's like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad that my grandmother passed away or as people say, God took her away from her. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm not going to use this situation and be like, God, why'd you do this? You know, when people do that, it's, it's a horrible excuse to use. Cause it's like, God didn't magically pick someone and be like, you know what? I'm just going to give them cancer. There you go. Or I'm going to give them some kind of, incurable disease you know it it doesn't work like that you know god's is not doing this to people it that's just our bodies our bodies happen like this there's there's diseases or stuff like that so it's i hate it i hate it when people say that you know why did god do this like god didn't do this man it's just this is part of life we live in a simple broken world you know like 
um, something that was mentioned this past week on Tuesday. It's like, if you're a believer, this isn't your heaven. This is your hell. If you're not a believer, this is your heaven, you know? And it's like, that's true. You know, this isn't, we live in a, huh? Oh, check will be here, please. Um, uh, it, it's like, you know, and it's true. Like we have, we live, we do live in a broken world where sadly sickness, murder and all that stuff is, was, it, it, it's here because that's how our found, sadly, that's how our foundation started. And, you know, thanks to our ancestors, Adam and Eve, that that's what happened. You know, they, they didn't listen and, oh, look, it's over there. They didn't listen and we live in a broken, in a broken world where all this stuff does exist and people don't get that. People who don't know don't get that. Yeah. And it's hard for them to, to see it that way. Cause you know, everything wants it to be, they always want to blame everything on God. And it's like, you know, and, and the same thing too, you know, when people say that, you know, why do good things happen to bad? Uh, why do bad things happen to good people? Why did God let this happen? And it's like, come on, man. You really gonna, you, I just, I can't, it, it bothers me. And I'm like, you know, why did God do this? Why? And I'm like, he didn't, you know, it's like he didn't necessarily, like I said, he didn't just be like, you know what? Let's make it interesting. Let's do this. You know, he, he didn't do he's not it's let me sprinkle a little <laughs> bit of everything in there yeah you know hey let's do this pandemic and ruin everything for everybody hey let's give this person an incurable cancer or, hey let's turn this person to the you know it they blame they want to blame god so much but it's like no dude it's it, i was like do you blame your parents for how you are <laughs> maybe you do i don't know some people probably do you know do you blame your parents that you have one leg or one leg shorter than the other no i was like you're just born that way and it's like that happens but you know they constantly want to keep going against the creator but you won't it's it i don't even know how to say it but it's just it bothers me when people say that stuff you know why does this stuff happen? why does he let this stuff happen you know and and to kind of cut it short too it's like people when they talk about um, being sexually molested and stuff like that, you know, why did God let this happen? I was like, man, I don't know what to tell you. It's like, this is just a sinful world. Sin happens. And, you know, what can we do? He's like, well, you know, where is God? When we, and I was like, well, you do, I don't know why people expect him to just like jump from behind the bushes and be like, okay, I'm here. You know, what's, what's up? What, you know, oh, you have this person doing this to you? Fine. You know, I, I got it. They expect him. They expect him to show up, but it's like, why do you expect this person who you don't believe in to show up, and then you want to blame him for not showing up because mm -hmm. this thing happened? It's like, it's a whole, whole circle. It's like, dude, you make me want to like drink because you're so confusing, <laughs> you know. But you it's like, drink, I don't drink, <laughs> you know. But like I said, it's it, some people. Hopefully, like I said, when they hear this episode, they will get a uh, a buffet size plate of things that are going on that people didn't know like I said we talked about our faith a little bit in our little our, our, uh, online dating episode but with this one it's like it's out there it's it's on paper it's 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 out it's gonna be on the internet and it's like 
we, well, we're talking about this. We're trying to show people, hey, look, this is us. You know, we're trying to be better people. And don't criticize us and don't judge us. It's like, because we don't judge you. Just, hey, you know, let us be us. We'll let you be you. But we also want to help you. You know, we're. We want you to go where we're going. Come on. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's never, I mean, it'll be fun, but it's like, it'll be fun when we have our friends there. Even more mm-hmm. friends, you know, because obviously we don't want our friends and family and, and stuff like that to go to, to hell because that's just a horrible place. And then, it, again, it bothers me when people be like, I'm ready to go to hell. And I was like. But are you ready, though? Are you, are, do you necessarily know what's going to be going on? Mm-hmm. And I think people don't understand it. And I think like with society and culture, they, they paint this picture of it being like, oh, it's going to be all the sins that we yeah, like. Yeah, it's a party. A party. No, it's <laughs> not. It's not going to be that way. Like you are literally going to be in agony for eternity. Exactly. There's no end time. You know, it's like you're there forever. And it's like, if you don't understand what forever means to be in agony, then man, like, uh, it's not going to be the partying. It's not going to be all these sins that make you happy. Like, it's far from that. Far, far. You're missing it. You're missing it. And again, I'm going to read, you know, reiterate. Um, None of this is to shame anybody. None of this is to say that we're better than you guys. We're not. We 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 keep constantly saying we're not better than anyone. We're not perfect. We're not meant to be perfect. There's only one perfect person in this life. And of course, like if anybody has questions that we either one of us can answer, be free to message us, you know, and um, ask us questions. And if we can't answer, obviously we're going to turn to people who might know the answer, and we get the answer with you guys. There's um, something called gotquestions.org or .com. I can't remember exactly. Um, but you go on there and if you ask Bible questions, like they'll, it, it'll pop, it's kind of like Google, but it'll populate like Bible answers back. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a hard life and God doesn't want you to suffer at all. It, it, this is not like this. Um, this is not what this world was meant to be, but sadly we live in a broken sinful world where things are going to happen, whether we understand them, whether we're not, sometimes we're not going to understand them ever. And we have to be okay with not understanding life at all um, to a certain extent. Um, but for, for sure, like you have to give your, your testimony as to how you came to that, because there's going to be people out there now who are going to want to listen to like, well, what makes him, want to be better or what makes him you know better than the next person but like I said none of us are better than the next we we just decided to take that free gift and run with it exactly you know and like I said I don't know where I would be if my grandparents weren't didn't accept that gift first because like I said because of them you know, my dad started going to church and then my dad brought my mom and then, you know, they, they both started going to church and then I was brought in and now I'm bringing Steph and, you know, it's just like, 
because of them, the dominoes fell and they fell in a good favor for me, you know, and just like I said, my, my, um, was it my testimony? I actually did like not a sermon, but I kind of went up there and just like told my sermon. I mean, not my sermon, but like my, my testimony and stuff like that. And what I strive to be for people that I guess wanted to know, you know, um, I got saved pretty young, but I thinking back on it now, I don't think I knew what I actually did, but I believed it. And then when I got older, I was like, you know what? I need to make this, um, confession one more time. And then it just, it changed my life. And, you know, the person that I want to be, of course, of course, we want to be like Christ, but the other person is my grandmother. Like I said, my grandmother was strong in her faith. You know, she believed and everything that she believed in until the day she died. So she took her last breath and I strive to want to be like her because she knew everything. She trusted God, even when she had been in several comas, even though she was diabetic, even though she lost her leg, even though, you know, she was constantly getting sick and and stuff like that. She never once blamed it on him. She was like, hey, look, this is what's going to happen. This is what's happening. And she gave everything up to God. And that's why... I did the same thing. I'm just like, you know what? It was good for her. It's good for me. And, you know, that's what I, I strive to be. Like, I want to be an example like her because um, she was just different. You know, I've never met people who have been at that same level as her. And, um, but yeah, that's who I strive to be. You know, like I said, we strive to be like Christ, but an example of who I want to be spiritually is like my grandmother, if I can it might take some time, but, you know, even she, she, like I said, she wasn't perfect either. She, she had her faults and stuff like that, but, um, she still chose to still believe and pick up a cross and, you know, ask for forgiveness and just be a better person the next day. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think for me, my mom, so my fam, my mom's side of the family, um, they were in the Mormon church and then they switched to being Catholic. And then because of my mom, she went to a small Christian church when she was younger. Um, she brought in my grandma and then it was just her and my grandma. And then for a really long time. And then obviously I came along and then my aunt, one of her sisters and then her other two siblings ended up staying within the Catholic church. Um, my grandpa was always very like in and out. Um, but then he once, you know, he hit a hard rot, a patch in his life and he accepted Christ um, as an older man. Um, but after that, like now my, my fam, my mom's side of the family was more um, like I said, quote unquote Catholic, but we've had, christian funerals for several of our family members and i'm like wow it's like even though i didn't know you know because whenever we found out that my uncle was sick and things like that i was like all i care about i was like it's his salvation i don't care about his sickness i'm not mad about that you know it's far from it like i legit 
cried for his salvation. I was like, I don't know where my uncle is at or sits with, you know, his relationship with God and things like that. And I don't know if he has a faith. I mean, he claims the Catholic faith, but I don't know, you know, and um, whenever he passed, that's what made my heart hurt the most. I still didn't know. You know, I don't know where he where he was at in his, in his walk. I don't know if he had a path or, or what. So that was my thinking. I was like, am I going to see him? Am I not, you know, and things like that. And so so when his funeral came um, about and things like that, like they asked my aunt, like, Hey, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to bring a priest? Do you want to bring a pastor? Do you want, you know, a general service? And they're like, well, no, bring, bring a pastor. And it happened to be my dad's brother. I mean, not brother-in-law. Um, cousin-in-law and he gave the the service and he had said that he had several conversations with my uncle and he was like no yeah he's like I've already accepted Christ and he started watching um sermons Christian sermons and things like that so that put my heart at ease um I was like all right cool I was like that's all I was really worried about and that was answered um my mom's other sister she watches our home church uh, from time to time and you know, it went from having, you know, the, the, the Virgin Mary's everywhere to just having a painting of Christ. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, cool. And one of my cousins too, that was, um, my her one of her daughters was very much into like, you know, having being Catholic and she converted to being a Christian. So it's like slowly seeing family members, you know, seeing what we see and experiencing what we're experiencing and things like that. And my dad's side of the family is harder. Yeah, <laughs> They grew up Christian and my great grandma, she was very like your grandma. Like she believed in God, anything that was coming her way. Like she did not care. And she was all, she was like, Nope, like my faith is strong. My faith is strong. It's stronger. My God, is, my God is stronger. So whenever she passed, of course, like it hurt the family in a sense, but because of her sadly because of it had to take for her to pass i mean she was already older in age um i one of my uncles decided to follow christ because she would always tell him go back to church go back to church and you know she'd tell all of them and it took for her to pass in order for him to realize that you know hey now it's my time to go my uncle completely stopped drinking stopped partying and now his life is different than what I remember. And I'm like, wow, like an impact like that, like you said, a family member, although we strive to be, you know, like Christ, like we still have people who inspire us, but we also, when we look at man, I think we have to be really careful. Like we have to be super careful as to who we look at because we're, we're still human. We still fall. Um, I try to say, like, I tell people, like, don't look at me as a example because I'm the example as that I'm going to screw up. <laughs> if you exactly. want to see example of screw up right here, right here. Um, you know, but it's like, hey, you know, because there's people that I know with inside of the church that with the, the ministry that I'm in, um, they're like, oh, like, I love, you know, the way that so and so preaches. And I, I, you know, this is how I strive to be. And it's like, no, 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 no. God doesn't need another David Marvin. God doesn't need another JP or whatever. God wants you to be you. And God needs you to be you. God needs me to be me. Um, because at the end of the day, if one of those men fall, 
what's going to happen. It's going to, if you've based your faith on just them, your faith is going to crumble when they crumble. So it's like, no, like God is using them as vessels. They're instruments to bring us the word. And that's what I always remind about uh, people. Like um, there's a girl that was like, oh, like this pastor, like he said he's been struggling with like, um, I think it was like pride or something like that. And so he decided to step down. He was like, hey, like, you know, I'm the head pastor of the church. But as the head pastor, it's my job to be like, hey, like I'm being prideful. So that's not going to help out my church. So I'm going to take a step back in the meantime that I fix this and then I'm going to come back. And she was like, Oh, like it's so sad. And I'm like, you have to remember he's man. He's a man. He's human. He's allowed to feel this way. I was like, this is where people make mistakes. Like at the end of the day, the only person that we should look up to is God plain and simple. I was like, we're just instruments and move forward. Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, it's pretty funny that we were like, well, what are we going to talk about? You know, let's, let's ask questions and stuff like that. And uh, it's funny how, I guess, this is what's supposed to be about. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I said, this is, it's, these are the episodes that I think are always going to happen somehow. Like I said, I have my cousin on, my cousin's the pastor of our church, you know. Um, he actually wants to do his own podcast as well. But like I said, well, I like I want to have him just me and him. And so he can do his own thing. But mm-hmm. these are kind of the things like I want to have people who are same faith as me. And it's like, look, they believe in the same thing as me. But where this is an example of like, hey, look, we're all different. We all have faults. We all have problems. We all have this and that. But our faith is what makes us stronger. Our faith is what makes us more um better you know spiritually because we we strive to be better we strive to want better and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so like i said it's like i said this was really awesome that this this is what the episode turned out to be like because like i said maybe this is meant for somebody who's supposed to be listening on your site or mine so Mm -hmm. exactly um we got like i don't know i was i don't know do i have anything else i want to talk about i think we're good um we'll do the quick uh segment is there any like new music that you've been listening to lately or uh no i just listened to my typical country i've been go- i've been going two step in this whole new year really <laughs> like, yeah i love to two step two step is so much fun if anybody is out there that wants to two step hit me up <laughs> there's places uh, that do that i, I know that yeah, um, I actually started to go two-stepping with the people that I hang out with at the church now. I'm about I'm going to introduce Daniel to it, and I'm like, it's so simple. Let's go. I was like, if I can dance two-step, you can dance two-step too. I, that's what I tell everybody. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I I mean, aside from country, like I listen to definitely a lot of worship music, and then I definitely like to listen to my old. Um, 2000s like pop rock music and things like that because yeah i don't like any of the new stuff that comes out (laughs) the same you know with me it's different i kind of like to um like when i listen to music it's like grocery shopping it's like oh okay this is this uh okay look at this Uh, okay there's so many things but i just like it's funny this morning I have Spotify and Spotify has like new music Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the list was like super long. So I'm listening to songs and I'm like, man, all these songs are garbage. And I'm like, <laughs> a lot of them are like hip hop and a lot of them like, I like hip hop. I like rap. I like all this and that. But it was like, uh, this is just not good. And I was like, why is Spotify trying to promote this artist who is garbage? And so I ended up stopping. Listen, I ended up stopped listening to that playlist because I was like, I'm getting nothing from here. And I got maybe like one song out of like 40, I think. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm I'm not a music snob, but like I'll I'm like I like this. I don't like this, but um. I ended up just listening to my typical music. I got all kinds of stuff going on. So, anything new lately I've been listening to? Um, just a lot of podcasts, really. Um, the podcast I've been listening to, there's this guy. Um, his name is Jose. I've had him on the show before. His podcast is called Ranting with Ramos, um, based out of LA. His podcast, um, as he says in the beginning, is not meant for everybody. It's, 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 he tells it how it is. If you don't like it, he's unapologetic for it. He's just like, hey, man, this is just me. If you don't like it, you don't listen to it. Uh, I've been listening a lot to his um, his podcast. There's another one. Uh, this guy is named Steven Martinez, but he goes as Mega Man. I did, an episode, I did a pre-recorded episode with him. He's really cool. He talks about his story. Um, you know, we talked about a lot some stuff, too. He, you know, his family also grew up in church and stuff like that. And he started telling me about his life story. And I'm like, you know, dude, God is using you um, with your platform to reach these people to show that, hey, look, you have you've had it all and then you've lost it where you were homeless for a while. And then you had it again and then you lost it. And then now you have it back. And it's like God used you and put you through these trials to make you stronger and make you better. And now that you have this example of your life and you telling these people, people reach out to him and tell him, hey, man, your story really affected me. And, you know, I've gone through the same thing. And it's nice to know that somebody out there went through the same thing as well and came out better on the other side. So I told him, I was like, hey, man, God's using you. And that's great. And um, I've been listening to his podcast as well. And there's other people, too. I've been checking out and stuff like that. So I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but uh, I haven't really been listening to a lot of new music lately. I, uh, I can recommend you. Like, faith-based podcasts. I know The Porch has their own. It's called Views from the Porch, so it has nothing to do with the sermons on Tuesdays. It's completely different. Mm -hmm. Sadly, I haven't listened to it in a while just because, like, after COVID, I don't know. They did they, it, Like, during COVID, they did something really weird, and I was like, Oh, like I have to go back and listen to it. And sometimes I'll catch up and sometimes I'll, I don't. Um, and then um, the pastor who actually started the the Views from the Porch podcast ended up uh, moving to Waco to for him to be the head pastor of that church. And um, he started his own podcast on that side. And it's called Becoming Something. So both of those um, are aimed for young adults. Mm-hmm. And so, and both of them are super awesome. I'm super behind on the becoming something too, because during COVID they did pre-recorded and then they dropped them all at the same time. So I was like, Oh, I was like, I can't do everything. <laughs> um, but, um, and then for women, um, I think it's called the YouTuber that I was talking about. Her name is Janine Amapola. And um, she's the reason why I found the porch. Her name, uh, her podcast is called, 
happy and healthy. And then another one for women to, uh, I mean, men can listen to that one too, but she aims more towards women. And then I used to listen to one called um, set apart girl. And that one's pretty good too with, um, with women, mm-hmm. but for sure for everyone, it's becoming something podcast and then the views from the porch. Yeah. I started listening to this one faith based one. It's called not a Christian podcast. He's like, it's not a, a podcast like talking about like, it's not a Christian podcast. It just happened to be a podcast started by Christian, but he also talks about his faith. He's a, um, is it not an assistant pastor, but he is like, um, he's like a counselor. He works at this university in Texas somewhere. And he, um, you know, he works with all the college kids and he witnesses to them and stuff like that. But he has his own podcast. Like I said, he talks about how he got saved and then talks about all this interesting stuff. So I've been trying to keep up with him. I follow him. He seems pretty cool. I think I might try to get him on the podcast as well. I mean, he seems, I just, I don't want to like ask somebody and not listen to their stuff. So I'm just checking out his stuff and seeing this and that, you know, but it's pretty cool. He's pretty funny. He's, he's got some corny jokes, but he, he, he's, it's a really good podcast. And, um, I haven't listened to any other faith-based ones. I used to on, um, this thing on Stitcher. That's where the podcast, um, my podcast is on Stitcher as well. Um, but, uh, faith-based ones that haven't really much. I think I haven't found one that's just as there's a lot of faith-based podcasts, but I think I haven't found the right one that I'm like, that's the one right there. I mean, the not a Christian podcast is, it's good, but, um, there, there, there's, you know, there's so many, I have, there's, I have to like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. You know, but, um, yeah. So that, I, that's what I've been listening to a lot lately. Just a lot of podcasts. Definitely for sure. Check out the views from the porch. They literally talk about anything and everything and the becoming something, uh, or becoming someone podcast too is really good. that are faith based. Um, but those, I, like I said, I haven't kept up just because like during COVID they just went crazy and I was like, wait, hold on. I can't keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand that completely. So, but yeah, I mean, that's what we've been listening to. Um, I think it's kind of like already catching up. It's almost midnight here. So, <laughs> but what happened last time. Yeah, that was, that was, that went for a long time, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, this is like three hours and like two minutes. So this is not gonna be. Well, it is kind of juicy because there was a small life update in there. Because I said, like I said, I swore that I wasn't gonna be meeting anyone, but obviously things took a turn. <laughs> yeah, you, like I said, uh, you know, you, you and Sam, and you, Sam had her own little uh, path that she went. You know, after the online dating episode and you you had a different one and like i said it it was really cool a lot of people listened to that one and they enjoyed it and they actually want like a second part but i was like how am i going to do a second part of online dating with the same people when we've already talked about our experiences so but we go on different i mean like we we go on different dates like yeah you know, it, it's a it's a new way. It's like, oh, well, how do you feel about it now? Uh, I mean, because I know Sam was coming, jumping back on at that time. 
uh, whenever we did it. And then for me, I was getting off of it. And so, you know, it's kind of seeing from there. It's like, well, what do you want to see on part two? Like, do you want the, does Sam, is still Sam still continuing? And then like, for me, it's like, I wasn't completely. Yeah, as, <laughs> I mean, I got off for a while. But. As far as I know, um, I haven't really talked to Sam because, like I said, I worked on her podcast. But after that, we kind of like uh, they wanted to to do the the podcast on their own. So I was like, okay, that's cool. So I haven't really like, talked to her as much. But as far as I know, I think she's still on the dating apps and hasn't really been successful. But um, that, that's something will happen. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I was thinking, I was like, maybe I can do part two, but like with different people. Like, hey, this is online dating, and like these are these people's experiences, or do like a real life dating, like in real life. But um, I haven't, I haven't thought about it yet, because dude, I've been just like, I have a schedule set. So like I said, I post a schedule of what I'm going to be talking about and what the episodes are based on. So um, I'll probably release it tomorrow, but. Uh, for the people that are listening, you'll probably hear this before I release the schedule. Uh, next week's episode is a double feature. So, it's, of course, it's with that pastor, Bruce Mejia. Uh, and then it's just a regular episode with me. So, you'll get two episodes in one week. Um, the week after that, we're doing a small business episode with um, Stephanie's friend, um, Fidel. He has a small business. And then... Um, I have Houston's own pop soap, you know, they're a small business as well. And I have them on the podcast. We're going to be talking about small businesses and how, um, what gave them the inspiration to start their business. Um, you know, the, uh, the things that they had to go through with their small business, the ups and downs, how COVID affected them and where do they see themselves and how they're going to, um, make their product better, I guess, in the future, you know, stuff like that. So that's what the uh, small business is going to be about. Um, and then I don't know if you know who she is, but uh, have you, have, do you know like the Selena impersonator that we have here in Houston? No, I don't. Okay. So we have this, this Selena impersonator. Her name is Amanda Solis and she is pretty well known as being like top tier, like Selena impersonator. She looks like her, you know, um, she does like voiceovers and stuff like that. I think her handle on Instagram is like bitty bitty bomb bomb, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, I I emailed, oh, I didn't email her, but I messaged her through Instagram. And I think her agent reached out to me uh, via email. And we've been talking back and forth. And I was like, I want to get somebody because Selena's birthday is April 16th, which is also my mom's birthday. So I wanted to find somebody that, uh, I guess, we would talk about Selena. Because I've had an episode just about the TV series, but I wanted to have somebody who impersonates her. So, you know, brings Selena back to life through her, um, her eyes and stuff like that. She also has her own music career as well. And, um, yeah, I'm very excited to have her on the show. What was that? I think I, I had seen a video of her before and now that I see her, I'm like, Oh my God, she does kind of look like her. Like even with her, like without dressing up and things like that. That's crazy. Yeah. She, she did something with, um, ABC 13 last year, Christmas. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, she goes all around the country performing. She does quinceanera. She does weddings. She does parties. Um, you know, and she's just she's a church. She's a regular church. I'm not a church person. Uh, she's just a regular chick, you know, who who loves Selena. So I'm excited to have her on here. Um, and then of course I have my episode with uh, Stephen Martinez, aka Mega Man. It's going to be a really good episode as well. We went like two and a half hours, I think, because um, like I said, LA is a time difference. So. Um, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we I had to work at a later time, and, and you know, with that, but it's a really good episode as well. And then next month, uh, I mean, in May, I haven't decided what I wanted to do, but that one's going to be a jam pack because it's like five Saturdays, I think, in that month. So I have to like plan for that one, but I am thinking of doing like a what I wish I could do if I could go back to high school kind of episode, you know? Ooh. Yeah. So I, I, it's going to be really juicy and really exciting. I'm thinking that's what it's going to be for me. I've been reaching out to some other people as well. Um, some celebrities, some local celebrities um, to see if maybe I can get them on the podcast. If not, that, that's cool. But like, I'm just reaching out there and seeing what I can get, you know, just to fish. So, but yeah, next month's episodes are going to be really fun. They're going to be really exciting. There's going to be a lot of good stuff happening for me as well. I'll be featured on other people's podcasts as well. So it's going to be fun. And like I said, um, you're going to be doing yours as well. Be authentic and stuff like that. So that's that's one I'm going to be really um, listening to as well. Like I said, um, I liked the little first eight-minute episode that you had. I was like, okay, this is cool. I'm waiting for more. And then I was like... <laughs> I left it with that. Yeah, you, it's like <laughs> cliffhanger, and I was like, oh, "What happened?" You know. I have to learn how to like not have somebody to like to listen to me. So I, I think that's also like the issue. Like whenever, not gonna lie, whenever I recorded that episode, I was literally sitting at work in a room by myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I kind of like I want to be by myself and record. I don't want to have any distractions and stuff like that. Because when you do, you start getting like distracted and you're like oh somebody's listening to me i don't want nobody yeah, to like, listen don't to me, listen you know? me. <laughs> yeah so but like i said that's, that's gonna be something I, I of course i'm gonna be supporting and stuff like that i'll be um sharing your stuff and all that because you know yeah i have you on my podcast and you know we both like i said we're both cool and i'm like you know what podcaster supporting podcaster locally and stuff like that too so um what else I think that's it. So, uh, thank you again, Sandra, for being on the podcast. It's been really fun. Like I said, we really didn't know what we were going to talk about, and yeah. it kind of it it went to where it was supposed to go. So, to those people who saw my story, where I was like, "Ask a question, y'all ain't real," because nobody asked. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe there was a reason why nobody asked, which is fine. Exactly. That's why whenever I feel the same way, I'm like, nobody asked any questions, <laughs> which is funny because now, um, what I started doing is on Instagram they have reels. I guess. Yeah. I yeah. made my first reel, and I I kid you not, and I shit you not. Um, that reel got how many? Um, where is it? It has two thousand one hundred fifteen views. What? 
What? Yeah, and I made that like Wednesday. <laughs> but I think it's because it was promoting the the giveaway that I'm doing. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I had like more people um, participate in the giveaway, and I was like, finally, this is what I'm waiting yeah, for. I don't have a chance to win this time. <laughs> you never know. You never know. You know. Um, anybody can out. win it. Get out of the drawing. It's my turn again. <laughs> But yeah, it, that that's it's it's exciting doing that stuff like that. Like I said, I gotta I'm trying to push my podcast a little bit more and, and, and all that. But anyways, um, like I said, thank you again, Sandra, for being on the podcast. Thank you for reaching out. You were the only one that reached out. But like I said, all that was for a purpose because this episode was supposed to happen. Whatever we talked about was supposed to be talked about, and whenever this episode is released, whoever hears it. Was meant, was meant to hear it. So, all right, guys, it's time for us to go because it's almost bedtime. Yeah, you know, you got to get your beauty sleep, and I have to get up. I got to get up early in the morning and got to edit this before actually, I go to church. So, I actually have to get up early. I have to let my my friend's dog out. She's like, she needs to be out at like around five, and I was like, in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been inside the north side. Like again, thank you again, Sandra. And uh, yeah, guys, we'll see you later.